What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pipe Up! My name's Jeff. It's been a while! <laughs> it's been a while. I thought you were going to introduce yourself, but we nah. can introduce ourselves. <laughs> Hello, Grace. Hello, how's it going? Oh, fantastic. It's, fantastic. it's been a couple weeks. Maybe a little longer than a couple Maybe more weeks. than a couple. Maybe more than a couple. Definitely yeah, a so couple. October yeah. Was, a, was a heck of a time for me personally, with October being... Very spooky, spooky based. So I did lots of yeah. lots of horror streams, lots of intricate makeup that took a lot of time out of my schedule, but I had a had a great time. How was your October? I it's been a blur, to be honest. <laughs> I feel that there's, there's been a lot going on. Um, I, I suppose I did start taking notes down because that, that's the way I operate with the pipe up because my memory's shot. I'm 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 an old guy with bad memory, <laughs> so I try to write things down. All right, as I try to write things down as as the weeks go on um, and I look back on them and go, oh, I remind me that that happened and this happened and that happened. Um, because I think the last time we spoke was kind of like it was, it was pre-lifting of, of COVID restrictions. Mm. There, was, there was console stuff. There was news yep. about consoles and things. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff. We also have different um, microphones. Oh, hello. It's a whole hello. new world. It is. It now is. we've got, so, we got matchy mics. Matchy, Thanks matchy. to our lovely friends at Rode Microphones. And I'm running, oh. we're both running off of the uh, the Rodecaster Pro. I was going to say, you, you have Rodecaster some new mics. pre-processing. You I have do. some brand new, new processing. I do. Well, so though. pipe up, coming to, coming to you live or in VOD form. Via what do you buy Rode? The Rodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we're already mm-hmm. using Rode mics, but now they're different. Yeah, yeah, and I was just I was just telling my chat a little bit before you came into the voice that um mm. there is a little bit of technique that's required for these types of microphones. Four fingers. Um, four fingers away from the mic, that's mm. right. And uh and, and you sort of breathe not down the barrel, yeah, but across, across it so you don't get too yep. many plosives. So yeah. Don't want yeah, those plosives, those cheeky plosives. Those pop 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 pops, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so awesome. I think we can we can jump straight into I mean it's not gonna be ups of the week but it can be ups and downs over the last month or so yeah um yeah. there's a lot to talk about so this is probably going to be like a longer one and then we are going to jump into a, a game afterwards as well for those that are here live yeah yeah so uh, we're, we're going to go to the ups and downs now i'll just yep. flip me uh flick my thing over there we so go. i've got a i've got a lot I've What's got like yours? six ups and like four downs six ups all right so maybe you should start so we can intersperse mine in between yours okay yeah so the first, the first ups. There was, there was, there was a number, um, but for me, as I mentioned, like Halloween, Halloween isn't really a thing that that is huge in Australia. Um, for those that aren't familiar, like it is a very American holiday, um, but it's starting to get, it's starting to get there. And because I am a person of the internet with viewers from all over the world, I can kind of use that to go the extra mile and, and really make like Halloween a really fun, exciting time for everybody. So mm-hmm. had a bunch of Halloween streams. We had emotes, we had decorations all through the room, which was a lot of fun. I did a lot of like crazy makeup and stuff, which was prior to October. Cause I, I last year was the first time that I really put a lot of effort into Halloween and doing like creative makeup looks. Cause it's kind of a new, a new field for mm. me. Mm. And I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, what if I can't do anything that's like as good as last year? Because I'm always trying to improve and always trying to like top myself, basically. And it's a good, um, it's, a good uh, it's a good, I suppose, what's the word? Just um, it's a good way to live, li- live life. Yeah. Life. I mean, if Just you don't look, look back a year from like, if you don't look back to last year and be like, oh, like 
I've changed so much since then. That's probably mm. not a good mm. thing. <laughs> if you're exactly the same <laughs> as you were a year ago, you should probably work on some self-improvement. Some self-improvement. <laughs> That's a whole other topic there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I was really happy. Like the way that I approached each horror stream, I didn't really know 100% what I was going to look like on the day. I took mm. random inspiration from things I've seen on the internet, but I, I didn't necessarily try to match it to the game that I was playing because I didn't always know what was going to be in the games that I was playing. But I did nine looks over... Halloween and I'm pretty proud of all of them for like different reasons um if you've seen them on Twitter or Instagram or whatever you know what they look like um but yeah it was it was like scary and fun because I'd go in and, and it's one of those things where when you're doing makeup especially really intense like dark things with like a lot of black and stuff like that you kind of yeah. just need to trust the process because you start it and you're like <laughs> I look like a panda <laughs> like oh fuck and then you blend it and you know you get all the lines in and then it eventually like, usually ends up coming together there was only one instance where I started doing something and I was like fuck and I had to wash my whole face off and start there's again no, there's no undo button with that you can't no just take you put a off, especially no. with like a black liner you put a line down it's it's freaking staying mm, there unless you're gonna mm. wash it off like yeah, so that was really fun, like pushing myself kind of out of my comfort zone, I suppose. And I used sclero contacts the first time, the ones that go over your pretty much your entire eyeball, which were mm. really intense to use, but finally learned how to use those. So it was a lot they're of much, like learning. It was cool. They're much better than like they used to be. Scleras. Oh yeah, big time. Um, because because when I used to, to watch a lot of magic acts, they, they use scleras for certain things. Um, mm. One of the famous ones is Penn and Teller. They actually, um, that would write... I don't know how they'd write it on there, but but at the end of the act, Teller would open his eyes and he'd have like the three of clubs drawn his um, And those were were usually with with the hard shell scleras. So so they were they That's weren't crazy. silicone. Yeah. yeah Ooh. So. And then they'd have someone in the audience come out and and take them out for him. I'm um, just just wow. as part of the act. So um <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 these days I imagine um scleras because you kind of have to fiddle with your eye, eyelids and things. Would be yeah, quite, you literally have to like pull the top of your eyelid out and then shove it up inside the kind of into the back of your eye and then pull your bottom lid open and fold it around it it's like it's pretty gnarly i had to look up a video because i bought them and i was like uh okay these are huge i don't know how i'm supposed to put these in i looked up a video i was sitting there watching in horror like oh god i have to do what Yeah, they're kind oh of no! Like, you know, one of the same sentence either, just like the shove up and pull, like <laughs> fold, <laughs> Yeah, there's the whole thing. So that was a lesson. Yeah. A lesson. Did, how, cool. how many? Um, you mentioned it, but how many? How many of those looks were Mr. Squiggle looks? Um, and when I say that, they're kind of like that. You start going, and no one knows what it is until the uh, until the the, the little. What is it? The excavator says upside down, upside down, <laughs> and then and then it kind of it make it, it forms its shape as time goes on. How many of them were, were like that? I think the I won't show it because it was rather hectic. But like the one where peeps, people say it looks like a pizza with all the toppings that fell off. So like I basically was like a burn like a burnt mummy carcass um, <laughs> that was like black paint and blood co- like coagulated blood, oh. just like kind of put all over my whole body and chest and then I wrapped my face in like bandage that had like blood stains on it and yeah, while I was nice. doing it I was like <laughs> I think I've gone too far <laughs> I think I've made a mistake but yeah it was it was actually the only stream where people were like I can't look at you I'm gonna see you next time <laughs> and I was like yeah, I'm kind of proud yeah. of that though because 
it actually like a lot of people like I could actually see that being on set of like a film and I'm like that's Mm. cool because I have no background I've literally just learned all of this on my own I've not really taken any lessons or you know I've watched the odd YouTube tutorial on how to put the contacts in but for the most part it's trial and error and the fact that they all managed to come together and I got decent photos of all of them as well which is always a huge challenge for me um that was like a huge thing for me so fucked if I know what I'm gonna do next year because (laughs) I went so hard this year (laughs) were there any looks that you binned were there any were there any rejects or was there anything you had to completely bail on and, and restart? Uh, only the what was it? The I started painting my face white with this. So I bought like a really expensive palette that had mm. white in it, but I was like, oh, I need a lot of it, so I don't want to use this whole palette for it. So I used like a cheaper one that was liquid, and I started ah. like putting it all over my face, and it kind of started burning my skin a little bit, which is a story from my past where I got painted as a clown as a kid and I was like, it burns! Oh. <laughs> ah! I was like eight years old or something. Um, oh, so I was kind of getting flashbacks yeah. and I was like, uh, wash it off, wash it off, wash it off. So I, I ended up just using like a light, a really, really pale foundation instead because I mm-hmm. knew that one, it stays on and two, it's not going to aggravate my skin because my skin is quite sensitive as well. Um, yeah. But then that also led into me using the expensive palette for when I did like the full red demon and I'm so impressed with the quality of the paint. I will never use the crappy like body art whatever the hell it is from the costume shop ever again because i mean you're putting it directly onto your skin as well which your skin is like precious you don't want to fuck with it so don't buy cheap makeup and crappy stuff and put on your skin and and don't buy contacts from wish and put them in your eyes and And don't always succumb to the too good to use syndrome 100 percent. yeah i mean i bought it for that reason i don't know why i was like i want to use it it's pretty (laughs) it's new Yeah, yeah, and and in full coverage as well, Lady Lovejoy. Just 100%. Like, that's that's where yeah. it can be a bit because um, it, I I this is you know me I, I get distracted by conversations, but mm. the, there was an old thing about um, uh, the James Bond movie Goldfinger. Yeah, and they had uh one of the one of the women were were killed. One of the the, the people were killed in the movie by being painted all in gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they did an episode on MythBusters about whether or not you did get covered full coverage in something. Um, what it would do to you and and of course the guys were like nah nah nothing will happen but funnily enough when they did get fully covered in a paint or, or some sort of makeup um the blood pressure started to rise the heart really? rate rose and there was some weird anxiety going on yeah yeah like so every a, inch of their body yeah it was yeah. every inch but um but i've uh, i think mean, there, there might be some form of claustrophobia as well from just the, having the whole face covered and you looking at it and your your whole face is covered and there's no longer you looking out so that might yeah. be a psychological factor as well maybe more so if you weren't already accustomed to wearing like quite heavy makeup. Oh yeah, regularly. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously with everything, there's going to be an adaptability yeah. and adaptive sure. nature. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, wow. that's interesting. I've got a lot of games yeah. as well that I'm going to probably save for like the picks of like yep. yep five horror games that are worth your time kind of thing because yeah, okay. horror games yeah. are really up and down. So I've got some I've got some suggestions for you. What was one of oh, your so, ups? Oh, one of my, one of my, uh, well, I'm going to start, I've only got two things written down. I'm sure there's been more things, yeah. um, but there, there was the ups and the downs. So the, the, the down, I suppose it's an up as well, was I, I had my root canal mm-hmm. restarted. So that was, it's funny that we've, we've left pipe up for this long because next week, Friday, I'm actually mm-hmm. having the, the next stage of the root canal done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would absolutely recommend to anyone out there with the toothache, just get it sorted out. Really? Who better? Yeah. Yeah, it feels mm. really, really good. I can I can now sort of eat properly. Mm-hmm. 
um, because you don't realize how how much of your life you go through eating on one side just so that you don't <laughs> bite down on that that yeah, funky well. tooth. It's like, ugh, ugh. so that was my that was my down there. Um, I can't really think of too many others because I suppose one of the things I try to do when I come across downs during a week is is I suppose take lessons from it or or just you know work through. It's mm -hmm. You, you always kind of have to find a point of reference and say, look, there's there's always some other part of my life that I've been through that's been much more difficult than this. Or someone else is dealing with something very, What very about difficult. your ups? The ups? You might want to hear my, my up that I've what written you, down. What are your ups? My up. Look at my face. Look at my face. Look at it. I don't have a beard anymore. Oh. Oh, Doesn't sound um, like it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so so that's that's uh, that's that's half of it. The other half of the story is that on the first of November, which which we dubbed the first day of Movember, um, I started for the fifteenth year in a row. I started uh, basically growing a moustache for men's health issues. That's almost um, as long as I've been alive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm fifteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All good, Nathan. I just hit it in the bot there. Um, so, um, yeah. So, oh man, the the up, the up that I've taken from having a cold upper lip and cold cheeks now, is that um we managed to raise over a thousand dollars on day one. And, I think and what did that what did that lead to, Jeff? Oh man, so, <laughs> so there, there was a bit of a challenge thrown down. There was a challenge thrown down. So. The, uh, obviously, when we started, I just started shaving and I, and I wanted to have a bit of a, a an educational stream into how to properly shave, um, where, you know, we, we go through the process. It should be a bit of a ritual. Uh, shaving itself, you know, you're, you're putting a sharp piece of metal to your face, so you kind of don't want to be mucking around with that. Um, and so we went through the process and, and as time went on, people were, people were so generously donating to the cause. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with my own personal experience with with um i suppose tragedy in my life and the reasons why these sorts of foundations exist um to help with not only the victims of and the people suffering through testicular prostate cancers depression suicide that sort of thing um but also the people around them that are affected um because it's it's a lot of these tragedy doesn't just hit singular people mm. it, it affects multiple people around um and totally. and i think just having that chat made people realize Number one, like I was saying before, that there are probably people in worse situations than themselves. Um, and if you can actually donate generously, um, then it's 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 appreciated by all those who do receive it. Mm -hmm. um, and that that kind of went on to the to the to the FFP tradition, where if we hit certain milestones, we would do certain challenges. <laughs> And this one, I did make mention of all of the hair that was actually on the floor at my feet when I did shave it off. So someone said, "Hey Jeff, why don't you, why don't you, if we hit a thousand bucks, why don't we glue that that hair off the floor Make onto my glue stash? So yeah, glue stash. <laughs> <laughs> that was so. Oh, so I was not ready for happened. what happened. <laughs> no, I, th I think we were about six hundred dollars at that point, and and everyone everyone bandied together and brought us to that thousand dollar mark um and yeah yeah it was it was intense it was intense. was it worth it <laughs> yes 100 yes 100 worth it um, and then you the threw down another gauntlet too right if you hit five I, we yeah we, we threw out a couple we, we threw out a couple of gauntlets so so the next gauntlet is um if you've got if, if you're actually in my chat i'm just going to post a link into the chat here so there's there's a, a couple of links um you can go to my page or you can go to the team page um, so there's a few people in chat right now, Zapappy and Beefoot, um, they're actually on the team, they're raising money as well. And the totals will go towards a team total. 
So if the team itself reaches 2000 Australian dollars, I will do another thousand burpees this month, um, which was, it was like a thousand five hundred last month was super tough. Did we actually cover that? No, in the last, I was going to say, last no. <laughs> we can probably cover that as well. Yeah, we can um, leave that for the fitness part. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, and so if I, if, if the team hits 2000, I will do a thousand burpees. And if the team hits $5,000, I will shave my whole head. Have you ever shaved your head? Uh, no. Woo, no. can I do I, it? I think... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it. That'd be cool. Hell All right. yeah. All right, done, done. <laughs> Got to <laughs> so do it, chat. So, so that's not just my account. So um, if you don't feel like you like me enough, but you like the other people in my team, <laughs> feel free to donate to them and it'll go towards that whole team. Um, yeah, the yeah, team the whole, is whole, whole team way, way Jose. Mo way, Jose. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, so that's, uh, that's my up from the last couple of weeks. That nice. Had off of Pipe Up. Well, I can talk about more of mine because I have lots. Mm. So yeah. we kicked off the A-Week Challenge as well, I think, since our last episode. Because last episode that we did was the uh, Women Don't Eat Pretty. So that was the that was a heavy one. So mm. Mm. since then, we are, how many weeks deep are we? Four? Halfway? Three? I think so. Yeah. We are yeah. we are semi deep into the A week challenge through um yeah. FFP. And next phase feeling, next week. feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling sore. Like we mm -hmm. did a a core one on Monday and my core is still sore and then we did we went off off program on Wednesday um, yep. and did a boxing workout, but holy crap, my lats from the boxing. Oh my god. But yeah, just nice. seeing like everyone getting after it and, and hitting their goals like Hailstar just posted previously today that um, she's making good progress towards her weight loss goal and like she's super strong and like just seeing people benefiting from you know something that we've created is awesome like it's yep. so dope and being able to do the workouts with people and seeing everybody's check-ins and holding each other accountable and all that kind of stuff it's exactly what we set out to do and like seeing that come to fruition is always like just good good vibes and totally like totally wholesome yeah it's yeah, nice absolutely. It, it's it's the whole creator thing it's, it's why we become creators yeah it's, it's when especially when something that you create actually does help the world mm -hmm. to a small extent so yeah, yeah that's fantastic so you're feeling good about how you're going in the in the yeah challenge? yeah um there was like because because we like we have the space so close as well like mm. i often go off program because we're like let's do a Let's do 1500 kettlebell swings. <laughs> Let's do, you know, this, that, and the other. So yeah. it is, it is a little bit different for me. Cause like everybody else in the challenge is just, you know, doing their things, but I kind of, we go off program and do, you know, this night we're going to do a chipper with G. We're going to do something with snippety, like all that kind of stuff. Mm. So mine varies a little bit, but just like getting back into a consistent thing with the program and, and being on it with people is, is nice. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant. Did you have any more ups and downs? I have so many. Yeah. I feel like I'm being greedy taking all the spotlight. No, 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 no. And look, look I, I think this is um, because when, when you're presenting and when you're on your own stream, you kind of follow what you're thinking. Um, but I kind of want to take this opportunity to maybe ask you questions as if I'm interviewing you um, mm. and ask things that, that potentially you wouldn't have thought to share. So so yeah. go for it. Let's um, let, let's hear what's on your mind. Uh, so while, while kind of still on the topic of like Halloween as well, we did a first ever pumpkin carving, mm. which was so fun. Like, yeah. so we had G on stream for the first time ever. Um, and she had an amazing time, like massive love to my community for making her first Twitch experience positive. There wasn't any weird people in the chat. It was just like good 
positive vibes, which is always a surprise when you're in Just Chatting. Um, so that was a nice experience. And our pumpkins turned out so well. Like, they all were yeah. so great. I loved it. Yeah. So it's definitely, I think that's going to kick off a yearly tradition of doing a pumpkin every year and maybe like increasingly getting more and more intricate and difficult over the years. So do you I just, still I just wanna, I've, I've still got mine. Oh, my God. Like, I, Yours looks great. I had to put a bit of plastic into it just so the, <laughs> the light could shine through. But those little That's those funny. little candle things are still flickering. They're still That's shining. That's crazy. Yours looks yeah. – I left mine in the sun and it got hell, like, mouldy and decrepit. But I love how it looks <laughs> right now. It looks so derpy. I love it. So that was really fun. Um, and to, to add to Halloween things, there's so much Halloween stuff. Uh, I got to play Little Nightmares too early. So Little Nightmares is coming out next February – and I got an email from Bandai Namco and they were like, hey, would you like to play one level, which was like 45 minutes to an hour of the game early? And when I saw the email, I was like, is this a joke? Because this game comes out ages away and I've not really had mm. an opportunity like that to play a game so early in advance. And normally I'll be like, oh, kind of want to keep my first impressions for when it happens. But I'm really glad that I did it because Little Nightmares 1 is one of my favorite games. If you're not familiar, it's like a horror puzzle platformer where you play as like when the first game you play as six who's like a a little character with a big raincoat on um the second one you play as i think his name's mono and he's like a little guy with a a bag on his head and um this one's heaps spookier it's so good i like i'm so much more excited for little nightmares 2 now when it comes out next february but just like over the years of being a creator obviously more opportunities come up over time and it just feels like I'm just getting so many amazing opportunities and I'm just feeling like super grateful, especially in the midst of like all the madness in the world. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like really grateful for opportunities like that, especially when it's something that I'm already so in love with, like Little Nightmares. So that was yeah, that was really cool. And that kind of leads into my other up, my last up, which is I've had like it's kind of a it's kind of a pros and a cons. Mm-hmm. Um so I've had like a lot of a lot of them are under NDA, so I can't specifically talk about them. But I've had lots mm. of really great projects and opportunities coming up, and I'm kind of having to get to a point where I figure out if the opportunities are you know worth having two less streams that week or not being able to dedicate as much time to the stream. So it's it's I think there's going to be a bit of a shift in like me as a content creator in you know maybe I stream only three times a week and dedicate two of those days where I would normally be streaming to making polished content or hosting a show or you know doing stuff on a different channel um and that's something that I'm kind of having to come to terms with because I've just gotten so used to like you need to be live as much as possible to make twitch work but I think it's probably smarter for me to take things that are going to give me more security. So whether that's, you know, working on a show for a sponsor, getting paid like a set salary and having that security, because obviously with stream revenue, with subs and ads and stuff like that, it fluctuates like crazy. Like there's no security in sub count. Mm. Um, So kind of trying to dial that mentality in and and understand what's going to be better for me. It's like, it kind of feels like a gamble because it's like, I also have to put myself out there in situations where I may not be super comfortable, like hosting something or you know, being yeah, in a commercial yeah. and doing this and that, but it's also going to make me grow as a creator and, and learn new skills. Um, the other, the other way and yeah, I don't want to have all of my eggs in one basket. It's kind of an anti-gamble because you're going yeah. from something which is high risk, highly volatile mm-hmm. to something which is more stable. 
sure. because you're you're contracted and there's going to be a, a, a basically an outcome for your solution that you provide. Yeah. Um, which which to be honest, it's kind of like the opposite of what I'm doing, which mm -hmm. is going from full time security. five days a week salary <laughs> security. Yeah. Taking one of those days and doing the the four days a week of that, and then taking the other day to do the fitness, to do the streaming, to mm -hmm. do the the content creation. Um, which but that's is also going to fulfill you. Fulfill yeah, you that's more. what I mean. It's also it's also pulling me out of a deep dark hole of just mental anguish. Yeah. Um, so so it's kind of like uh, we're we're attacking that that spectrum of risk versus reward from two different ends there, um, which is which is interesting. Um, but yeah. interesting that you should see it as such a high risk move where where I'm looking at it going, that's actually, you know, that's a smart move, and and you yeah. should be you should be more comfortable with doing something like that. I think it's um, less like, it's not high risk in the sense of it paying off because I know it will it's mm. more high risk in the sense that I have a lot of self-doubt I'm like what if I can't do it well like what if I'm bad at it what if I'm what if I embarrass myself what if I go to host something and I choke live and I just like look like a dipshit <laughs> like there's yep. lots of self-doubt there for sure and that's uh something that I'm trying to like something that pre-covid I was out there pushing myself you know doing events and meeting a lot of people in person and, and doing things with a crew watching me and coming to terms with that type of content and then COVID struck and I'm like cool now I haven't left my house in like four months <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm like back in my kind of in my shell of where I started before I started doing those things so yeah. that definitely you know adds the, to like the like oh I'm kind of shy again you know what all the fitness influencers say what? doubt kills more dreams than failure does <laughs> uh, and that's exactly what you're talking about there. Is yeah, that whole, I know. Uh, what if, what if, what if, what yeah. if, what if, what if, like, yeah, yeah. you've got and, a solid backing. Yeah. And it's been good. Like I did a, I did a thing with a company a couple of weeks ago and the feedback was really great. Like they're like, yeah, you nailed it. And you know, that was really great. It was a pleasure working with you. And that kind of feedback kind of like, you know, boosts my ego a little bit, which is what I need when I'm feeling a bit insecure about that kind of stuff. So I have accepted another project which is going to be kicking off next week that is kind of similar and um i'm not allowed to talk about it but it's going to push me to kind of perform but it's it's interesting doing all this stuff remotely too so the way that normally it would work you'd be on a set with you know cameras and, and a director and stuff directing you whereas it's like now i'm recording it through my stuff because obviously the production quality that i put out has got to a level that's acceptable and i have people on a zoom call being like cool, all right, let's run that again. And like they pause and they mute and it's just, it's such a different dynamic. It's really, it's been kind of neat seeing how people have been doing all these shoots, shoots remotely through mm. like mm. the midst of a pandemic, which none of us knew was coming. Yeah. Nachos just said, Grace Shy is absolutely unbelievable to us mere mortals. <laughs> now, I think that's the, my, my response to that is, is like what I say with, with most influencers, it's the tip of the iceberg that you see. Mm. Um, this is all a show. A lot of people yeah. put on a show when the camera and the lights are on. Um, and then, you know, in real life, um, when it does come down to the, those serious things that you've been offered, which you do have doubts about, then mm. yeah, the, uh, the, the, the shyness comes out sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Like mm. I feel it's kind of a, it's its whole topic, but obviously like on stream, I'm still me. Like I'm not, I'm not putting on a complete, like I'm not Dr. Disrespect. I'm not putting on a character but it's definitely like an exaggerated version of who I am because when I'm off stream and I mean, 
Jeff, you've seen a lot of this. Like, I'm not like, mm. hey, what's going on, Jeff? How are we doing? Yeah, let's like do this workout. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, hype. Like, like, I would be so where's, annoying yeah, if that was. <laughs> where's the mute button on that one? I'll mute you. That Set time. it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still me. Like, you guys are seeing me, but it's it's like a, it's a, it's an amped version of myself. And that's why, you know, my morning routine of putting on makeup and, and getting show ready isn't about my appearance it's about getting into that persona and getting into that zone of like all right I'm here to put on a show I'm here to entertain people I'm here to like have some good vibes and have some fun Mm. but I'm not like I'm not like I don't know Russian or something off screen like I'm still me (laughs) like trying to think of something ridiculous but (laughs) I'm still an Aussie girl that likes games but yeah it's just a bit of exaggerated version yeah yeah absolutely Mm. yeah And, and I think that's what I find as well um with the fitness streaming that I've been doing, yeah, is me who are doing, you on stream? Well, in not real 100%, life, not on, like, like when I'm doing a Jeff workout, like yeah. if I'm actually getting oh, after yeah. it, I will tend to not look anyone in the eye and I won't talk to anyone because mm. just get the fuck out of my way. I'm getting shit done. Um, whereas on stream, I, I kind of have to put on that group class instructor kind of feel yeah but when you do group classes like if we've done a workout you know with multiple people in the room you are still you are very much who you are in stream like when you're doing Mm, a group mm. session you're like super amped and like encouraging and all that kind of stuff i think that's what makes you a good trainer as well (laughs) full on all the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) as i sit from a caffeine mug (laughs) (laughs) yeah no, that's um, yeah. So that, that's cool. That's interesting. Um, that, mm. that you've got the the and, and like you said, it, it's progression because if you sat doing the same thing that you were doing all the time, I'd still be making Grand Theft Auto videos and hating my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That kind of leads nice. into some of my downs. I've got I've got more downs. Yeah, um, let's talk. So with all of the effort that I put into October, I was definitely feeling some like burnout effects of that. Um, it was a lot of work and I was constantly, you know, like looking at horror games to play and, and some were better than others and, you know, making the decision to be like, this game's not really hitting. Let's, let's end this one and, and try a different one kind of thing. Cause horror games are so hit and miss. Like some will mm. be hidden gems and some will just be like mechanically awful or not scary at all. Or just really like cringy or just relying on cheap jump scares. So horror games, yeah, I, f- yeah. I feel like specifically are super hit and miss. Um, but when they're good, they're they're bloody good. So I think that do you think now this just might take us off topic, but when mm. it comes to horror games, do you think um, culturally they could be like hit and miss? So so like if we look at things like uh, Korean based horror things, they kind of scare everyone equally. But do you think that there have been any games that have had sort of um, scares that potentially you might not like, but there would be other people that have been raised differently, nurtured differently, that are actually terrified of certain things? Do you think that's a that's a factor in horror games? I have no idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, mm. Mm, mm. Everyone's thresholds are different. And I think yeah. for me, like someone asked when I played Amnesia Rebirth, for example, it's mm. the third one in the series. So Dark Descent was first and then A Machine for Pigs and then this one. Mm. And people are like, is this as scary as a Dark Descent? It's like, well, I played that game four years ago, probably five mm. years ago. Mm. And my threshold back then was nothing. Like I would get scared from friggin' Slenderman. Like yeah, I, yeah. over the years of playing really fucked up games like Outlast and Visage and like all the amnesias and, and Evil Within and all those types of games like my tolerance for fear and anxiety and horror is definitely like probably higher than the average and I also have a different experience because when I'm playing it 
you know, I've got ring lights and nana leaves and monitors all around me. Mm. I've got chat here with mm. me and I'm also commentating to try and like, I've got people writing dumb jokes to like lighten the mood a bit when I'm actually kind of getting into that sense of terror. Whereas yep. I feel like if I was playing them in a room on my own in the dark, it would be a completely different experience. And I would probably be I can, fast, I more scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've, I've yeah. done both now and agreed playing by yourself without the lights. Oh my God, like chat. playing... Ugh. If I played like Phasmophobia on my own in VR in a dark room, fuck VR, no. That, no, no, Hell no. no. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. So yeah, that that's definitely a factor for sure. Yeah, and yeah. and your intolerance is going to play into that. Like I, when I started playing, I, I felt like I should have been more scared in Amnesia Rebirth because a lot of people in chat were like, this is fucked. And I was like, is it? Mm, <laughs> I feel mm. quite calm. Like I'm getting... I'm like, uh, there's going to be a jump scare here. Yeah, there it was. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's go. All right, the monster's you, over you there. Might also, like, you might also find that because you've you've dressed yourself up and you're in character, there's no yep. longer a safe corner of the screen with Grace there. <laughs> it's now the whole game, the whole the whole 16 by 9 screen in front of me is now immersed in complete horror. So yeah. I've got no safe space to look. That might, sure. that might have something to do with it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I think that definitely adds to it. And like having a little ghost like behind me that kept moving, that kept freaking people out. Like, oh, there's a ghost that oh. just moved. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. last week when we did the um, the phasmophobia <laughs> and I had I had behind me bones, bones under the sheet because I, I, I wasn't used to having bones that close to me. So I'd, look, <laughs> I'd turn around and like, what's that? What? Yeah, because on my left as well, I have mirrors and I was getting a glimpse in in my like very far peripherals of the ghosts moving under the air conditioner. I was like, oh, f- oh yeah, right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So, oh. I mean, circling back to the the original down, like the, the kind of exhaustion burnout, I think um, it's not over because November is going to be arguably probably more busy for me um with the projects that i've got going on and you know the playstation the xbox are only weeks away from being released um Mm. which i already have i have the xbox sat next to me um i haven't plugged it in yet (laughs) so just that's so much (laughs) freaking going on um and i think that's part of one of the downs is like there's just there's like nothing all year for gaming and then it's like we're gonna release two next gen consoles and all the games and the oculus quest which i still haven't freaking unboxed either and it's like it's just release overload there's just so much all chucked into one i know they do it because they want to be competitive and then the christmas season is coming up and that's where all the sales are at and all that kind of stuff but it just adds so much stress to like the end of the year and especially with this year um I want to make Christmas like really awesome because 2020 has been fucked for everybody, and I just want to have like a nice positive note to go out on with 2020. So, yeah, it just feels like there's console releases. I'm exhausted from October. This month month is going to be crazy, but I also don't want to be like not giving it my all because they're going to be some really great opportunities and like fun stuff, fun content. I think that that also circles back into you know like working out a better structure because I don't think streaming for six or seven hours Monday to Friday and even after 5 p.m. doing emails for three hours or whatever is sustainable because I need to be finding time to also film unboxings or do social posts and I I have kind of gotten back into posting more on Instagram and Twitter um, like actual like pictures and content like thought out content not just shit posting Mm. um which is people underestimate the amount of time. I don't just like take a selfie and the one photo that I take is the one that I put up. I take 50 photos and then, you know, pick the best one and, and have product placements and things like that to keep my sponsors happy. And, you know, like it's it's all thought out. 
mm. and it takes time. <laughs> nice. So nice. yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, and the other down was um, PUBG just fucking me. Oh, <laughs> oh, PUBG. Oh. I just still, I just. <sighs> it felt like it was on a comeback. Mm. It felt like it was uh, on the up a, a little bit. I just felt like it was all gonna be good and then so for those who don't know, um, PUBG was the main game on this channel for me um, for like two years. And mm. I used to play solos in first person and I had an amazing time. It was the highest my viewership's ever been. It was the highest my sub count's ever been. It was all just going amazingly. And then all of a sudden they put in map selection. This was two years ago or whatever. They put in map selection, which for our region in Australia, the servers just could not support it. There's not enough population playing the game and queuing for solos, duos, squads with four different map selections. So that was like a big downfall for PUBG and I had to eventually go, you look, you know, I need to accept that PUBG is probably over and I need to go into variety, which meant people that had come to my channel expecting PUBG weren't seeing PUBG, so they generally weren't watching unless they were like the regulars that are just here for me as a creator. Mm. And um, that was a big hit initially. And then it started, like I, t I took a while off of PUBG cause I was just like super salty about it and like pretty depressed about it, to be honest. Like I was really bummed about it cause it was doing so well for me. And I had to accept that I was gonna, you know, ha have a, an eighth of the views and an eighth of the income coming in from Twitch. Yeah. And that, yeah. It, it was probably a blessing in disguise cause it made me uh, adapt to that and you know reach out to brands to actually start to be on a salary so I have some actual like security for my income and not just relying on sub and donations and stuff mm -hmm. um, so that was a positive I suppose but so we recently got back into doing PUBG and I was doing every Tuesday um, I was doing solo games in the morning in first person perspective and then custom games with everybody as of two weeks ago I think they brought in a new update that has only third person solos, no duos, mm. and first person squads only. So you can go in one man squads, but I'm not, I can't take on four people in a squad. Like I'm good at the game, but I'm not, I'm not amazing at it. Um, so basically I've been trying to play third person solos, but forcing first perspective because I hate, I hate third perspective. It's just, a, it doesn't make sense for that game. Like you can be... They're, they're colloquially known as wall lickers. So you'll be like <laughs> trying to pull off a flank and someone can just be like standing headfirst at a wall behind cover and they can see you coming around the right side. So it takes away like any kind of tactical advantage by, you know, pulling off a good strategic maneuver because they can just watch you do the whole thing. And mm, oh, mm. it just makes me so mad <laughs> because I've been trying to play third person and it's so jarring when you're running around in third person. And when you aim in... It puts you into first person perspective through the scope and it's like how why <laughs> this makes sense yeah. so i mean <laughs> pubg the the biggest player base is in asia and their preference is third person so they're obviously playing to the market which i totally understand from a business perspective i get it but for mm. me it just felt like oc solos was getting good again like they added bots which was fine but when you got into you know the top 15 or so it was normally like 15 people so it was kind of like cool get some fodder get some bots like get the rust off and then in the top 15 it's to fucking go time but now it's like 
just so are there still competitive that. leagues and things? Are there still events where they do like fight or flight and those sorts of things, but all more ESL type stuff? Are there still leagues? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's still there's still competitive PUBG players, but I can't play against them. I was going to say, are competitive PUBG players third person as well? Or I, I would have thought they were not, all first person. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm, I, mm. I don't know how that's... I don't really keep up with the, the, um, the competitive stuff. But, yep. I mean, with COVID, there's obviously no events. So they're doing a lot of stuff mm. um, online. But, yeah, I, I mean, they probably have custom games anyway, so they can force whatever they want. Yep, um, yep. But they brought in the new map. That was the whole patch. It was like season nine, I think. Um, for PUBG and they brought in the new Panamo map which is like a volcano and it's um, dynamic so it changes like the locations kind of change each time you play it which is kind of cool And um, but I can't play it because it's only third person squads or first person squads or something I can't remember there was like I couldn't get games for it anyway so it's just like it, it was just it was just it was looking so good and then they just pulled out pulled out the blanket from under me or the rug from under me and just fucked my day up so yeah i've been trying to get used to third person but i don't know custom games have been amazing though like on a, on a plus we started messing with the sandbox mode and i've had some of the some of the best custom games that we've ever done so that's been really fun so awesome. i mean it, as it, as with everything i've had to adapt and try to still make it fun because I, I apex is kind of in a weird spot there is a new update that we might check out if we have time tonight but it's already one o'clock so probably not um mm -hmm. Yeah, the new season, there's a new map, there's vehicles, like Apex was in a bit of a weird spot with cheaters and, and servers and stuff, but I'm gonna, hoping that the new season is going to kind of revitalize that. So maybe I'll try to jump into it. There was, oh, that's another down, the bloody crossplay that didn't end up being actually crossplay. So, yeah. We should probably Apex. switch over to, uh, to, to tech news because we're, yeah. we're talking a lot about the games there. So we'll, we'll, we'll flick over that one now. Yep. Yeah. Tech, tech talk. Tech, tech talk. talk. So what's that about the crossplay? What's happened? So Apex for a long time was like, yeah, we're going to do crossplay. It's going to be sweet. Everyone's going to be a play together. And I was like, yes, mm. this is going to be like the moment where the OC servers are revived and we can actually play on Sydney servers. Um, but alas, crossplay came out. And so there's one pool for console. So Xbox and PlayStation players can play against one another. PC though is still in, on its own in a separate pool. So mm. they don't want to put PC players up against console players in their statement. It was like for obvious reasons, but it works for everybody else. Like it works for Warzone. Warzone has crossplay. The way that it's balanced is that console has aim assist. Like, yep. I think that's a fair trade. And people yep. that are good, that play on console, are good at the game. They, they would love nothing more than to delete people on PC because they get to flex on people and be like, I beat the PC players who have keyboard and mouse, mm. which arguably mm. is more precise. But... They didn't even like it. So, and you can also opt in and out to crossplay. So I don't see why they didn't just include all players because yep. there was something, there was some stat, it was something along the lines of like 70% of people that play Apex are on console. So for PC mm. people, that would have opened up so much more like of a player base for us to connect with. Um, so like a, a PlayStation person can queue up with a PC player, but they'll go onto PC servers. So if a yep. PC player was secure with a PS person, you're not going to go into console. You're just going to go into the PC only pools. So there will be the odd person that might be playing with someone on PC who's on console, but mm -hmm. for the most part, it didn't help the service at all. No, so no. And that was the moment where I was like, this is it. 
to dial that, it back as well to explain to people that, that maybe don't know why we should mm. care about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The whole the whole downfall for PUBG for you was because they um they diluted the player base, mm -hmm. um, and servers don't kick off unless there's a certain number of people in a in a BR server. Yeah, so there's 60 so, people in an Apex match, so you yep. need 60 players at that time queuing for that playlist. Correct. And when correct. it starts to get diluted with solos, duos, and squads in different maps, it starts to become really complicated because Australia is a very small country population wise mm -hmm. compared to you know na yeah yeah and so you're now forced to play in overseas servers which means your experience is is uh, less than ideal um mm -hmm. so the whole the whole thing with them announcing that that will add cross play would mean that oh look we're finally going to be able to you know hit 60 people in our servers but mm -hmm. now not the case yeah so the the main thing that is hard with Apex is obviously it's it's a very fast paced game and there's precision involved when you're shooting someone and you're shooting at their head. If you've got 200 ping, their head's not where their head looks to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a big problem. So we're playing on, you know, Singapore or Tokyo servers with 100 to 200 ping. And you're also, they're very small pools as well, especially when you start to get up into the ranked things, which is what I was playing in. So the way that ranks works, there's like bronze, silver, gold, um, diamond plat or platinum diamond mm -hmm. master whatever so the best players on the platform are like masters and predators and because we were playing on Tokyo servers which is such a small population up into you know the diamond platinum ranks because there's so few people to fill those games instead of being placed against people at our skill level in platinum and diamond we were playing against the top 500 in the world so I'm just getting mm. absolutely fucking deleted so it's mm. like we don't get to play on local servers we have to play on foreign servers which have super high ping and we're playing against people who are much much better than us so it just makes mm. the whole experience mm. really shitty like I know people be like well don't play ranked but it's like I want to rank up. <laughs> like, I want to rank that's yeah. why I want to yeah. play yeah, exactly <laughs> like yeah so it's just been really frustrating um, because as well, like with Apex, EA were really big supporters of my stream and they were willing to do sponsor streams every week, which again, as adding to that security and giving me like a, a paycheck every week that I could count on. But because the game is in a state where there was a lot of cheaters that were, you know, using aimbots, speed hacks, all that kind of stuff, mm, mm. um, wall hacks, all that kind of stuff, like making that experience really tough and also not having local servers. I was like, I, can't, I, I just don't feel right about promoting the game when I'm not happy with the, with where it's at right now. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's something that I've always tried to maintain with my integrity with promoting stuff is that I always promote stuff that I'm genuinely like, this is fucking dope. Like I love apex. I love the game at its core, but the current state of it a few months ago when I was, um, when I turned down, like <laughs> a 12 week long thing of getting consistent paychecks, Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel right about promoting it because it wasn't in a site that I was happy with. So I, I wasn't yeah. going to be like, hey, guys, just play Apex. This is a really fun experience right now when it was like making me want to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the thing. Integrity. Integrity. That's what it's about. Imagine if influencers had integrity. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I suppose while we're on the, the tech talk there, we just had a, a question in from chat from Nitro Pants mm -hmm. um, and, and it's the tech area. So he goes, with new consoles, et cetera, around the corner, but for, for him, not as a streamer, the appeal of the console is sitting on the couch, literally getting away from the PC on your desk. Yep. It implies a casual experience. Um, mm -hmm. So car games, et cetera, that sort of thing. Um, the question is, as a pro streamer, do you find it actually hard to kick back and relax and play games for genuine fun offline with your buddies? Um, like the, the, the casual game type stuff. Did you find that hard to do? Or are, are there certain types of games you'd be playing to relax with? Yeah. Um... 
it's one of those things like when when gaming starts to become your job it's kind of like anything like for you with fitness Mm. like as soon as it starts to become a job or a task like writing a program might not be as exciting for you now that you've done hundreds of them as to when it was like when you first started when you were just kind of you know messing around with it for fun I still Mm. like it's kind of different because video games are literally designed for fun um so being able to earn a earn an income and have a job um in a field that is like ultimately entertainment is a bit different but like some of the best moments over the last few months has been jumping in discord and playing jackbox and having a few like bevies (laughs) off stream with people from the community because like my stream's a little different to like bigger streamers i suppose where like you know their viewers are kind of just like its own thing but like people in chat right now like they're kind of like my friends and family really like I, I see them on pretty much five days a week and we connect on and offline and um like being able to do that I think discord has been an amazing tool for enjoying games again because there's not a lot of games that you can even really play on the couch like couch co-op games are kind of being phased out a little bit that's really annoyed me that yeah has annoyed me a lot um, yeah because like, like everything's online that they have mm. online capabilities and online multiplayer capabilities mm-hmm. when it comes down to actually not, not i'm not even talking about split screen split screen was fun but just yeah. having two people on one couch in one premises playing a game together mm. it's, it's really hard to find those games now it is yeah it's like mm. you look up a list and there's like three games you can play with your friends in person it's like, cool. yeah <laughs> i hate them all awesome <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's um i think I think that's why consoles are really neat as well because a lot of people have kind of got to that point with PCs and for me as well like this space that I'm currently in is my office and it's where Mm. I work on a daily basis so having a space whether it's you know the couch with the console or I use my iPad so much to play Runeterra like sit on the couch Mm. with the cats on my lap and play Runeterra like that's kind of my ultimate like chill zone Um, I play on my own though I don't really play with people so it is nice having that disconnect, but for me, obviously, it's very different. Not everybody is a full-time streamer. From like a yeah. general, general like consumer perspective, um, it kind of just depends on your environment, I suppose. Like, not everybody has two de- dedicated gaming spaces. Like, most people mm. just have mm. like their couch or their office or whatever. Yep. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how the new consoles work into that though because they're bloody big <laughs> they're not gonna yeah, fit anybody's my, entertainment units <laughs> yeah that was my my first thought was that it's not gonna fit those little because yeah, i mean if you if you're of the old school like me and you had entertainment units designed mm. for dvd players and things mm. like that, they got slimmer that and slimmer slim and slimmer. little slot yeah, in the front yeah. yeah now now you've got to try and fit a bar fridge in in there it's uh it's yeah <laughs> Very it, big. It's, it's interesting Mm. And you're also going to need a lot of ventilation. Um, I think that became apparent with the first um, next-gen Xbox, the Xbox 360. Yeah. Where, you know what? Like, if there's not enough ventilation, the solar's going to melt. And you're going to get three red lights, and it's <laughs> not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, um, the PS4 so, yeah. before the Pro was like a bloody jet taking off. Yeah, yeah. So I think the new ones have cool. a lot of, like, the Xbox, the whole top of it is a giant fan, so... I'm thinking it's going to be a bit better. But again, if you're yeah. going to try and shove it into a unit where the top of it's covered, wouldn't wouldn't recommend or, or, that. Or even worse, <laughs> what I've seen people do, just have them on the carpet next to the TV. Mm, oh, no, no, not on the don't carpet. Do don't do that. Oh. No. You're going to do no, that, at least get one of those like IKEA plastic things to put it. Yeah. So it's not sucking it in carpet into its fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The amount of dust. I had a, I had a um, trackpad error come up on my laptop the other day. 
um, and I popped it open just to have a look. Cause it's, it, one of the troubleshooting steps is to undo the battery, and I popped it open, and it was full dust. of dust and crud and everything. Mm. I'm like, oh, oh. So, so yeah, stuff gets. <laughs> How often do you think days. people clean out their laptop fans? Never, oh, look, never, <laughs> never. And and I mean, I I work in IT, and I used to be on the service desk. I've done my hard yards there, so I'm not not there anymore. But yeah. when we'd get customer laptops in, um, I'd almost put gloves on just to handle a few of those yeah, things. Yeah, some people like. Oof. How do you get cornflakes under a keyboard? <laughs> I, uh, Just intently looking at the screen, munching the cornflakes like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> it was just like little, you can see the, uh, the, the F and the J keys are covered in orange Cheeto dust Ew. as well. Just from, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Doritos <laughs> and Mountain Dew, keeping yeah, the stereotypes yeah. going. <laughs> nah, but, but honestly, people keep your electronics clean. Yeah. We're on yeah. Tech Talk. Yep, yep. That's why, like, I love having the cats on stream, but I'm also, every time they come, I'm like, oh, so much hair. Mm -hmm. God, I love them, but this is a no cat zone. <laughs> I like yep, my stuff yep. to be tidy and clean and not covered in cat hair. Yeah, that's Like, Bajo having his cat sitting on top of his PC, I'm like, oh, oh it hurts I, me. It hurts me. I mean, it's fair, he's got a sponsor. He it's can adorable. He can see when he wants yeah. as well. But, but yeah, it hurts like, me. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh no, oh. protein shake inside a machine was my worst one I ever opened. Ew, nay. Holy crap. Horrible. Oh man. Horrid. Nacho pants just ask, are we Apple people or not Apple people? I try not to, uh, I'm trying not to discern Nacho when it comes to I use to both tech. for different purposes. Like yeah, I yeah. love my iPad, it's the best thing and I have an iPhone, so. I said this to an engineer last week and he's like, I like that a lot. I said, I like to swim in both lanes with those ones mm. um, uh, because I use an Apple phone. Yeah. I've got like four MacBooks around my premises. Um, I use <laughs> Apple, I've got iPads, I've got all sorts of stuff. Um, but then I, it's I tasty use a fruit for streaming. Lots it's of variety. <laughs> I haven't seen the doctor in a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like people's, people's loyalty to a brand that obviously gives no, no shits about them. I don't really get it. Like PlayStation and Xbox. Who the fuck cares? Just play whichever one yeah, you want. Yeah, like exactly. have both. Yeah. Have Nintendo Switch as well. Who the fuck cares? Just use whatever mm -hmm. works for you. Like I don't understand the rivalry with systems and, and Android and iOS and whatever. Just who cares? The one thing I do like about tech. <laughs> ecosystems is is the ecosystems they build. So mm. um, I mean, this 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 is the, the, the tech talk answer for you, Nacho, is that on a Windows machine, I actually use Microsoft Edge because I can I can link up all of my accounts between my 17 laptops and desktops and, and I can I've got everything there oh, flexing 17 oh, laptops oh, wow look at this guy <laughs> so much ram in the motherboard um, <laughs> you need to download phones, some more ram yeah go on download more from the cloud um when it when it comes to the apple products though I've got I've got um uh my my kids both have apple devices and so I've got like a family sharing account so I can Basically, they can request to buy stuff off of me. I can vet what they're installing on their machines, and and I can accept and, and buy things for them. So that's all. That's all. Has requested Fortnite tonight. Fortnite tonight. No, 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 not in this house. Never. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, uh, Nacho, this is just me. You've, you've told me a million times not to exaggerate, so I, I did. I'm sorry. How dare you um, exaggerate yeah. for comedic value? Ah, oh, just. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, that's the quick answer. I think tech should be used for its purposes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like music production on Apple devices and I like streaming from Windows devices. So yeah. that's my answer. I think it's yeah. fine. Like it's a hundred percent fine to have your preference, but I think when it starts to become like a rivalry thing and you're putting people down, you use Apple. <laughs> 
I want a loser. Yeah, like, shut yeah. up. It doesn't affect you. Like, Jesus. <laughs> it just, yeah. You drive, but, you drive a Holden? Ugh, oh. That's lame. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. It's so silly. Like, yeah. having, I mean, for me, like, having all the consoles is kind of a necessity because if there's an exclusive that comes out, I want to be able to play it. Like, mm. I don't really have an allegiance. I kind of, I, I think the PlayStation is probably going to be the king of this gen just because exclusives on xbox are going to be across pc because microsoft so i think from a from a console world i think the ps5 is probably going to be um the the winner in terms of like when it comes to making stuff, I suppose. the choice because not everyone has the money to have everything yep, i understand 100%. that as well um yep. uh, i think when it comes to making the choice between one of the two it it needs to be an intelligent discussion or an intelligent approach to that sort of thing yeah um so whether we're talking about apple or, or whatever devices or console you want to buy or the car you're going to buy all those sorts of things it really does have to be a personalized um exercise you need to you need to go through the pros and cons and why are you actually getting this it's much like the fitness what why are you mm. doing certain things um and what's going to fit those for your budget so yeah, so I, sure. I would never go i'm going to go get a samsung phone because all of my friends say it's awesome it's like mm. really is that the best reason to do that yeah um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> jerry use an apple you sheep i have another major cell phone and it's better <laughs> 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 so accurate Oh, Nadja, you got so many good questions. When you eventually buy your own land, design your own house, how do you prioritize from top to bottom? Big telly, amazing PC, amazing sound system, incredibly kitchen stuff. Oh, can I can I touch on that on the fitness section? I, I'd actually like to touch <laughs> on garage. that on the fitness section um, because there's there's what they call a um, there's a hierarchy of human needs. Uh, and it's it's a pyramid. So I would actually like to speak more on that a bit later. Write it down, otherwise you'll forget. Yeah, okay, let me put <laughs> it into the thing. Um, it's called Laszlo's Hierarchy of Needs. Oh, yeah. Uh, let, let me put it into my fitness notes right here. <laughs> I think that's pretty good for tech, though. I mean, apart from... Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to go into depth. Like, I uh, think in the last episode we spoke about the fact that I was getting an Oculus Quest. I have it. Haven't unboxed it yet. Haven't had time. Um, but excited to do so. It seems like a really a really great affordable piece of tech and and so far what i've seen with the reviews it, it seems like people are really into it which is cool the only downside that people seem to be really pissed about is the fact you have to have facebook make a dummy account make it john smith yeah just who gives yeah. a shit um they're not gonna people just look for things to get upset about yeah I think. yeah for sure mm, mm. meanwhile they've got twitter and instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm <laughs> not getting facebook <laughs> you can't track me i've got a smartphone <laughs> <laughs> i have a driver's license <laughs> yeah. Nice. So nice. I think that's that's a pretty good place that's a good, to. That's a good te- yeah, I mean, I had a couple of things to because yeah, you've got your gaming stuff. Um, mm-hmm. a few things I oh, want to yeah. mention. Yeah, there's there's uh, Twitch have had some big updates. Mm. One of the most exciting things that I've noticed, and you know what, I've actually got one right now. I'm I'm gonna click on it and have a quick look. Nah, ban request. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ban request. Um, oh, unban request. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to check it later. It's not gonna let me look on this screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Twitch has, has implemented. So, so for your channel, Grace, we had built a um, a form, a Google it, Doc. It, yeah, yeah. It was it was mainly for lols. Um, yeah, it was for comical <laughs> reasons. Um, but we did also want to give people a chance if they were unfairly dismissed or if they were. Um, uh, <laughs> Nate I said Jeff should definitely not read the one. In okay, <laughs> I won't read it. I won't take a look then. Oh dear. <laughs> I'll look at the lady, uh, late lady, mm-hmm. l- later. I'll look at it later. Um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 implemented its own form of of unbanning requesting now, which is kind of cool. So yeah. all the mods can view it as a uh, as a whole. So 
I'll see why later. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it takes away one of the things that we had manually to people to click through where they can just do it. Having said that, we both know that people on the internet generally aren't willing to take responsibility for the things that they say. They think that they have, you know, um, entitlement to say whatever the fuck they want because I'm not a human being or you're not a human being with yeah, feelings. Yeah. But so yeah. I, I've often I, I'm I often humour people and when they whisper me saying, Hey, unban me, I'll I'll often engage in discussion and just mm. see what what I'm dealing with. Um, there's only one person that I've I've unbanned ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally the next stream that they came on, they they proved why they were banned in the first place yeah. and they got re-banned. So I've I've lost not not, not that I've lost faith because I still <laughs> yeah. enjoy having a laugh at people that, that do whisper me. Um, but it's not crazy <laughs> though. Like I feel like that's crazy. Like mm, mm. it just it bums me out so much that people can't show any kind of remorse like they're they you know for me for me especially the most of the people that get banned are people that are being like sexually gross towards me and they'll mm. be like oh nice boobs and i'm like i just don't fucking just get out you're not gonna fit in and you know in the band forms they're like all i said was nice boobs it's like you can't even take a second just to understand why that's inappropriate like you can't yeah, yeah. understand you can still watch the stream when you're banned do you not understand how to read the room and understand that i am here for like connecting to my audience and building a relationship with everybody and connecting over the fact that we all love games and playing the games and sharing the stories together. Like I'm not here to date you or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. it just seems crazy to me that so many people struggle to understand that that's like, I come across as a bitch because I tell people that I don't want you to be like, hey, you're hot. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to be spoken to that way. And I'm allowed to express that. It doesn't make me an asshole. (laughs) I'm trying to help you. And I'm trying to, you know, like the things that have been happening in the Discord lately, like, you know, people coming in and and just promoting their own servers or coming in and having no idea how to have a conversation. I'm I'm genuinely trying to help these people understand why when someone asks, hey, how you doing? And you just say, good, you've completely fucks the conversation and you've shown no interest in anybody else in the community you're just being selfish you're just here for your own selfish reasons and understanding why that's not like a nice person to come across on the internet like yeah yeah that's not how you'd want to be spoken to you you wanted people to have a conversation with you and ask how you were but you weren't willing to you know extend the olive branch and, and also care about them and mm, so mm. many people seem to not know how to talk to people or you know, I'll try and give somebody advice and it's like, oh, this is, this is, this is a really hostile environment. I'm going to go. And it's like, <sighs> yeah. What? And Nacho, Point, <laughs> Nacho Pants is raising some good points as well. And I think it, it, a lot of this. He's on fire today. Have, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of the discussion <laughs> we have do hop back to that, that book. And if you haven't seen that episode yet, Nacho, um, go back to it where we, we um, reviewed women don't owe you mm. pretty. Um, because what, what he's said is that, um, He's not sure if it's an edgy point. I don't think it is. But the thing that blows his mind on your stream, Grace, is that um, you don't ham it up like all the others do in mm. quotations. So, so you, you like you can be an attractive person. You can do your job. You can you can do yourself up because you feel good on stream mm-hmm. um, without wanting to go into the realm of you know what I'm I'm out here to date or I'm I'm peacocking or anything like that. So yeah, um, it's there's an integrity, there's an accountability there on on your side. There's a professionalism as well. Yeah, um, I mean, I think people are going to use the tools that they have as well yep. and and like we spoke about with that book review as well like 
women have been, you know, seen as sexual objects for such a long time and just things for the male gaze that, you know what, some women go, fuck it, I'm going to use it. I'm going to make a shitload of money out of it. And you know what? That's their, right, that's their choice. And that's yep. fine. Yep. Like if you want to start an OnlyFans and make $200,000 a month, sick. Like use the tools that you have because people are going to fucking buy it. And if you want to live your life and you're happy doing that, fucking How much? How much nice. can I make on OnlyFans? <laughs> Lots of fucking money, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if you, yeah, it, it just depends what you're comfortable with. Like that's not for everybody. And, and I've chosen a route where, you know, I am seen as being like harsh for banning people for, you know, giving me compliments that I don't want. And that's my choice. And maybe my channel would be 10 times the size if I just allowed chat to be the wild west, but it would be a fucking uncomfortable environment for me to come mm, to every mm. day and have to deal with every day. I'd rather have a hundred genuine people in the chat that actually give a shit about me and I just see it to possibly see my boobies. Yeah. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it 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 might be a downfall in the long run in terms of like my revenue from subs cuz you know there might be a guy that thinks he's got a chance with me and he's going to gift 500 subs every month but I'd rather have an actual connection with people and you know when someone asks me what headset I use I know that they actually give a shit about my perspective because I know the ins and outs of tech because I've used a number of different products. I've been in this industry since 2012. Like they come to me because I actually have a brain and an opinion that they care about. It's not because yeah. I'm pretty or cute or whatever the fuck they want to call me. Mm. Mm. No, that's fair. That's fair. Good points. Mm. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I always get ranty in this one, but oh. No, no, no. Grads for gears. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know when to not talk. Yeah. It'll just get. It'll just Let get me save a piece. Anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, well, that's what this is about, right? Pipe up. Pipe up. Mm. This is your chance. This is your chance to speak, and I'll let you speak. And it's, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. And I, th I think, I think it's, um, like, Dreshen made a good point. Like, I think people. Some, like, some streamers, asterisk, obviously, there's exceptions, and not everybody does this, but, like, some streamers just will, will let people say whatever they want to them to not turn them away so they have you know high viewership, more sub count, whatever. Mm. And that's fine. But I think it's led to a, a culture in Twitch where people aren't used to being called out for bad behavior. They don't know how to take it. They don't know how to be like, wait, I said a thing on the internet and now I'm banned? Like, what do you mean? All I said was this. And they don't actually understand how to process, hey, what you said was shitty because, you know, that made this person feel such a way or... You know, it wasn't in line with the the expectations from you as a viewer in Twitch chat, which in some communities, there are actual expectations of you to not do certain things. You can't just say the N-word. You can't call people, you know, a derogatory term for being homosexual or anything in my chat. It's not fucking acceptable. And mm. I think people just aren't used to being called out. And they, they generally don't know what to do about it. And if they've been raised in a household where, you know, they may not be super present parent figures they haven't been told how to deal with that yeah, yeah. and like I, I do I'm always trying to give people benefit of the doubt but I I I don't think there's actually been an instance where it's paid off can I can I make mention of something as well is that during times of high stress and when there's a lot of stuff going in, on in my life, like giving someone the benefit of the doubt actually takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of energy and it takes mm. a lot of effort. And I will often find that, that there are times when I've been hit with just 
you know, so much crap to deal with from other people that sometimes um, it's really hard to give people the benefit of the doubt mm. as well. And it can often be like miscommunications that, yep. that you know what, they're, they're, they're actually mean to say something in a certain way, mm. but because text is so homogenous, the way that it actually comes yep. across, um, you just don't Interpretation know, you know, and, and context is everything. Like you could read mm. someone's comment mm. and be like, that's really hostile. But it's like, no, not at all. Like the intention was not hostility whatsoever. But I know for me, like, especially I, I've been feeling it over the last couple of weeks, like just being super busy and putting my everything into the stream. Mm. Especially during PUBG, it always happens during PUBG. Like it's a high stress game. I'm already kind of like on edge. And then, you know, a couple people will come in together and, and just prod me in a certain way that really rubs me the wrong way. And I'll be like, you know what? Mm. Just fuck mm. off. Like just fucking get banned. Get out of my fucking face. And like, yep. you know, on another day where maybe I've slept better and I've eaten well and I've done a workout in the morning, I may react completely differently to that. But and you know what? They're, I'm they're a freaking human, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're the instances that I think the the unban request form would be useful. Hundred percent. Um, because if someone's like, "Hey, look, I was actually banned on a certain day. I don't think it was right." Mm. Um, and you know, if you word it well, um, yeah, where where they're not going to say she was a bitch on that day and not got yeah. banned. It's like, no, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if yeah, that yeah. situation has ever arisen, and I and sometimes I often go back. Like, if I feel like I didn't handle a situation, if I feel like I was too emotional or or let my anger kind of overtake and, and lash out at somebody in chat that wasn't deserving of it, you know, I'll go back the next day when I've have had a good sleep and I've got a fresh mind. I'll go back to that part in the bod and be like, do I stand by what I said? Still, mm, nine ninety nine percent of the time, I'm like, yeah. There's also yeah, the, the like. question, and again, Nacho's a, a fantastic, uh, uh, what's it, conversation buddy in here. Uh, Nacho's had a really good point too in that there's also a rapport that you can build up with people. Mm. Um, and, and you and I have touched on this in uh, in terms of the group chats that we've had for, mm -hmm. for gaming and things where um, Nacho said he's fine to actually come in and say, hey, Jeff, you look like a chopper chop that's been dropped <laughs> on the floor. Um, but if a stranger came up to me and said, Jeff, you look like shit. I'd be like, whoa, hang who on. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so 100%. There, there's, yeah. there's the rapport that you build up. And that's that's another part of the whole um, a, a part of the whole social interaction that people need to learn is that yeah. you kind of level up your trust levels. With, yeah, with for sure. Um, you can't just walk into a stream and be like, hey, cunt, how's it going? It's like, I don't yeah, know you. Yeah. So that comes across really like rude. But, yeah. you know, I... I banter with Dresh and Ali and like pay them out until the cows come home and, and they can take it because we give it back and forth and we've built a rapport over the last, how long you've been subbed? A year and a half, 20 months. Like mm. you mm. can't just, you, you, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I, I've been wanting to make kind of like Twitch etiquette videos, but it's the same thing with like the feminism and all that kind of stuff. It's like the people that need to know this are not self-aware and they're not going to watch this video and they're not going to give a shit and learn anything because they don't know how cringy they are. I don't know how to yeah, word it. Like yeah. it's, it's really hard to reach those people because you know, the, the few times that we have tried, whether it's been on FFP or in my channel, trying to help people see why what they said was unacceptable and then maybe trying to rectify it and like, you know, help apologizing. No. They can't, oh, they can't, can't, they can't fathom it. They don't understand. They just want to say, I did nothing wrong. It's like, no, but you need to understand if I'm telling you that the way that you spoke to me was unacceptable and upset me or, you know, disrespected my community, you don't get to deny that. You mm. take it mm. and you either change and grow and continue being a part of the community or you fuck off and go somewhere else where it's lawless. 
Yeah, like that's yeah, exactly, pretty much it. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of the bands are earned; and they're not right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and and yeah, there's a lot of ego, and and this is this, mm. is, like, this is one of my huge flaws is that sometimes it's just bands, but my ego will take a hit, and I'll be like, oh well, fuck off then. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, a lot of it has to do with ego, um, and and just being able to drop that when you go into any situation, and then reading the room, mm. and, and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, I think yeah. as well, like trying to. And it's something that I'm trying to be better at as well is like when I read something in chat, obviously, as you mentioned, it is text and it's like mm -hmm. super, it, it can be interpreted anyway. I yeah. think it's probably a best practice to assume that they mean the most lighthearted thing yeah, possible, I, like you know rather than reading like, it and being I, like, Ugh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to, to anyone, but what I like to do is if there's something that comes across in text these days and, mm -hmm. and I read it and I was like, whoa, that's offensive. I'll often have like, I'll reread it in my mind, but read out by someone like Pee Wee Herman or <laughs> William Shatner and just see how they would read it out to me and uh -huh. see if it would change and become more comical. Um, yeah. Because yeah, that, that's a way of, of, I suppose, maybe dropping the dropping the, the guard a little bit and seeing if, if it is meant one way or another. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's hard, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think it's, James, I think it's better to be cautious about like bantering. If you feel like you haven't earned it yet, it's probably better to be more on the cautious side, but from someone that has chatted with you on multiple times over game chat, you're cool and you're good. Yeah, um, yeah. If Twitch made you use your real names, honestly, I don't think it'd be any different because Facebook gaming is a thing and people are still fucking whack on Facebook. So I don't <laughs> think, I think the anon, oh, I can't say this word, anonymity of the internet. Anonymity, anemones. Anemones. Definitely plays into, you know, people having the cojones to be like super outrageous and abusive to people. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, shit cunts can be shit cunts. I don't think they care if their identity is <laughs> out there or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Quote of the day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So I think that's cool with the with the tech stuff. That's all I really mm. wanted to touch on there is, is some of the updates coming to Twitch. Um, yeah. Another tech thing that I suppose I, I can announce I'm working on for, for your stream, Grace, is there an, up, an updated raffle bot, mm -hmm. um, which is going to be fantastic. Proven to be a bit of a piece of shit to make. <laughs> <laughs> now most scripting is right but this uh, is the script itself is fine you know what the piece of shit is it's the twitch api and i'm mm -hmm. happy to say that out loud the yeah. twitch api is shit. that's no secret yeah so so yeah that's just the thing well, we did you want to talk about rockstar as well oh i did i did just, just wanted to make a quick mention yeah just touch on it that um the rockstar actually purchased ruffian games um now did you ever play the um oh look i can't even remember what the game's called now it's the um uh, uh i didn't write it down in my notes ruffian games did the uh oh this is gone okay one sec it was yeah. um shock system shock no no. no uh what was it roughing games rockstar here we go they were the developer of nope it's gone it's gone <laughs> oh look yeah crackdown crackdown ah yes the one um so crackdown was one of those games that it kind of it, it didn't really go under the radar. I think it was one of the launch titles for the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm so happy that Rockstar have picked it up because it's basically like a uh, futuristic Grand Theft Auto, but you're one of the cops. So, That's cool. So it, yeah, it's really, really cool. And and you're basically, um, you're, you're like a cybernetic 
guy that unlocks different abilities so you can you can do the the, the hero landing and smash people away and, and do really cool stuff so um that was just a really quick one i wanted to mention because for me for me who doesn't get a lot of time to play games um crackdown is something that i would definitely put some time into if it were to come out or a, a new crackdown type game done through rockstar i think would be really 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 good so yeah yeah yep so that was a quick quick game news yeah Jeff. probably worth touching on as well i didn't write it down but um cyberpunk again being mm. delayed um a lot of people up in arms about it i mean the game is going to come out when it comes out that was always the thing from the start Unfortunately, they made the mistake of being like, like a few people will tweet at them being like, cool, I'm taking off a week of work. Can you confirm? No more delays. And the guy on Twitter is like, yeah, no more delays. This is the date. And then like a couple of days later, they're like, oi, um, guys, um, the game's yeah, going to be yeah. delayed again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, people have shifted their leave time three times already. So, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, for me, I'm kind of glad it's delayed because there's so much happening in November. I was not ready for it. We've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out next week. So I'm kind of glad that oh, Cyberpunk wow. is, is later in the... I can't believe that's next week. Um, Watch Dogs also just came out, which I've got a code for that I haven't freaking played yet. Um, this this time of year is just like, it's it's such a first world problem and it's an amazing problem to have, but there's just too many games coming out that I can't mm. dedicate enough mm. time to. But yeah, Cyberpunk being delayed to later in December. I mean, at least more people will be on holidays and... If they get time off, then they've got more time to to jump into it. But they really shot themselves a foot by like reiterating, "This is the date," and then a month later, or a couple weeks later, being yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, about that." Because <laughs> Twitter's like, you, people got to be mad if you do that shit. Yeah, you can't and go I back. Can guarantee and you, it wasn't actually an engineer that said that. It would have been mm. like a marketing person or someone else. It was just that. like excited about it and has yeah, been told yeah, yeah. from higher ups, like, "Yep, this is the date." Yep, yep, building mm. hype, etc. Um, but it's it's really, really, really dangerous to make guarantees like oh, that. Yeah. Um, it's like a doctor think. being like, promise you that your significant other is is gonna pull through the surgery with hundred percent recovery. It's oh, like you can't never, say nah, that. Nah, you don't nah, know, nah, nah, nah. like shit happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So so we, we can move on to now, I think the uh the pipe up picks. Mm -hmm. What's what's some stuff that you've been, yeah. been getting into? I know yeah. freaking Call of Duty's coming out soon as well. I'm gonna dedicate so much time to zombies. Can't wait. There's so many games. Um, so picks, pipe up picks. Uh, so I'm I've got a, a big section about games. We can do that a little bit later. Um, just like mm -hmm. the worthwhile horror games to play. But oh, yep. Yep. Uh, pipe up picks. We watched Kim's Convenience. <laughs> I love that. That's so much. probably more your. You can talk about that more. Because you can oh, relate to that a little more, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we mentioned much about it. If, if you haven't seen Kim's Convenience, the the premise is, they, um, uh, it's a it's a sitcom where you've got a Korean family uh, running a convenience store in Canada. Mm -hmm. So so it's, I think I think you'll agree with me. The first the first episode that um that the, the pilot when you yeah. start watching that, you you're of, like. Phew. Oh, oh, this oh is, can you say that? Can, are you this is to not say politically that? correct. Are you allowed to do that? Um, <laughs> and, and it does kind of take that approach. Oh, it, it feels like it takes the approach of, oh, look, it's okay. I'm Asian. I can say that. Um, yeah. Which I can say because I'm Asian, by the way, yeah. chat. <laughs> but um, it feels like it's taking that approach. But, but, but what it does is it builds a lot of, a lot of jokes and a lot of scenarios around um, like the kids having Asian parents and, mm. and uh, potentially the faux pas that you can not, not only with race but with mm -hmm. also uh like like uh, uh sexism and and homophobia and that sort of thing so so those sorts of um those sorts of faux pas there as well which can get get quite interesting um uh did my uh did my voice just cut out i've got a red light um nah your stream just kind of buffered but i think you're okay okay easy cool 
Um, so yeah, yeah the- it was interesting. Like, I think I think they did it in a way that didn't come across offensive. Like the the parents would say something kind of derogatory towards um, like the LGBTQI plus. And then the daughter would be like, whoa, like, you can't do that. This is why mm, that's kind of mm. fucked up and why, like, you know, the old kind of mentality is no longer acceptable. And this is how you would go about that to be, like, more politically correct. And I think yep. it was a cool way to handle it because I think most of us has kind of been through that. Like, my my parents, you know, they were born in the 60s and they have some pretty, like, old mentalities. And I'm like, yeah. if I have to talk, like, politics or race or anything with my family, I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered. It's just yeah, too much. Yeah. It's for just me it's too religion. much that I need to fix. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My, I'm glad, well, luckily, my my family is not super religious, so I don't have to try and navigate that minefield. But, mm, mm. yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I just try to keep no real talk <laughs> it's just <laughs> yes the weather's fantastic today isn't it yes mm, yes yeah. um but i think kim's convenience did it in a way that i don't know i don't know if people of the generation of the parents watching it would actually learn anything but i feel like it made it used comedy to kind of teach a lesson in a way yeah, that wasn't yeah. like cringy and it's also made by like the canadian equivalent of like the abc which I'm very surprised about because there's some parts that are like kind of edgy, but you wouldn't expect like a government body to give to make it. Say, you know what I mean? It's quite progressive as a as a government yeah. funded. I think funded that's Canada though. I think Canada is quite progressive. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the, and the other thing I should mention too is it's actually based off of a, a play. So it was originally a play done at a, like a theatrical um not convention, but a, like a, like a theatrical festival kind of thing mm-hmm. um and and yeah they, they took that and the producers actually created a character out of it and and yeah put it to air um and so i suppose i i would definitely the way i'm i'm describing it hopefully conveys the fact that i would definitely recommend watching it oh 100 yeah yeah if you've not i seen, would definitely recommend it it was just like mm. a good fun watch for sure mm, mm. so i mean th- with with so much going on in our lives i think you're the same as me grace it's uh it's it was good to watch something lighthearted and fun mm-hmm. um there are a lot of really deep things at the moment which potentially could go on the on the watch list um yeah. but but i think that one was was well worth the uh the laughing downtime yeah for. i was so like for me most of the time because i don't have a whole lot of like quote unquote free time um if i'm watching something i'm not like 100 percent honed into it i'm multitasking i'm playing runeterra at the same times so i'm mm. i'm like mm. hanging out with the cats or whatever and not like I, I really struggle. That's why I want to watch more anime, but I struggle because it's all subtitles and I, I title, can't yeah, dedicate yeah. the time to watch it. Having said that, also did watch. Oh my God, you've hit your November goal. Sorry? You've hit your November goal. Hang on. Was Kim's <laughs> Convenience on Netflix or was it on... Um... Netflix, yep. Yeah, yep, yep. Wait. Oh my wait, gosh. Wait a second. What? Dallas. <gasps> Bye, Acid. Has just oh. submitted 100 bucks. <laughs> Goodness, what? <gasps> That's amazing. Oh, Absolute well, legend. Well, there we go. $2,000 for the team. And uh, that means another 1,000 burpees. Does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, before the end of the month. Yo, bye. Thank oh. you so much, man. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Guys, uh, everyone that donated that I wasn't watching there, um, huge <laughs> thank you. Um, I suppose not to hijack the conversation, but Movember is very, very important. <laughs> That's um, okay. Fitness and health. But yeah, uh, men's health stuff. Suicide prevention, depression, and prostate and testicular cancer. Yeah, we were gonna so, um, probably you. touch on it. Again, yeah, we can touch on the fitness, the fitness stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's cool. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Nice. Thank you. So good. <laughs> um, so yeah, often multitasking. Um, anime things though. Did watch season two of was it season two or season three of Aggressico. So good. Three. So season good. Three. Watch it. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot. It kind of came up really fast. I remember at the end of season two, I was Googling. I was like, are they making season three? And I thought it would take Mm -hmm. heaps longer for them to make it. But it was so good. I, I really, you know what I really enjoyed about Agresco season three was that um, when you, when you first get into Agresco, the first season, it's about a death metal, whatever she is, Red Panda or something. And and it looks at the death metal genre and how, how funny it is to have death metal in an office scene. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think with the third one, I really enjoyed the fact that more genres of music were introduced into it. Um, There were, there were death metal performances. There were, there were J pop performances. There were um, punk rock performances. I really liked the punk rock scenes. They were really, really good. So yeah, I I enjoyed the, the fact that they were diversifying the, the uh the stereotypes there mm. it's really digestible as a, as a series as well because the episode's like 20 minutes long so i mean i think i watched the season in like two days because it was only <laughs> you know like a couple of hours of actual content um yep, yep. but if you just want something fun it does have sub- i'm not sure if there's dubs i'm not sure if it's only in japanese i don't know i always listen or watch japanese uh, sorry watch anime in their native language with english subtitles um and yeah, Agretzko, so worth it. I really, I didn't, yeah, so I didn't good. know. I or I remember always seeing commercials for it and being like, "What is this? This is so what freaking is random." Thing? Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, I'm just gonna watch it. Like, forget. Let's just give it a try. And then yeah, absolutely fell in love with it. It's so funny. It's so quirky. It's, oh, it's so good. Love it. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. Nice, nice. Um, what else have on my on the? Oh, shit. So- shit's Creek. Shit's Shit's Creek. That was a good one too. So again, yeah, a lot of theme. people suggested it and I'd, I'd started watching it years ago yeah and i'd i couldn't get into it from the pilot and i think this is just a testament to my lack of patience where mm-hmm. i dropped it because i really couldn't get into it but but getting back into it now after having heard multiple people say you've got to give it a chance it starts off slow mm-hmm. um yeah i i am converted i like it a lot yeah like the dynamic lot. between david and alexis is like my <laughs> favorite thing ever i Oh, I love those characters so much. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I... What's the premise? I if, like for people who haven't seen it, take, can you explain that? Yeah, I feel like it didn't take that long to warm up. I don't know. I kind of, I was just okay. kind of into it. Um, they're basically a really wealthy family. Uh, find out that their business advisor or accountant or whatever screwed them over and they lose everything. But as a gag for David, the son's birthday, the father had bought him a town called Shit's Creek as like a joke birthday present. But because they'd bought it, it was one of the only assets that they got to keep. So they own the town and they decide to move to it because it's the only thing that they have. They lost their house, they lost all their stuff. Um, so they moved to this little town in fucking nowhere with a population of like, what, like a hundred people or something. Um, <laughs> and the mayor is like, it's just, it's just, I don't want to really he, he, spoil anything. He's part but of the, the, the shit family. And yeah. Ro- Roland, Roland shit. Yeah, Roland shit. And uh, so he's the guy the from Scary Movie that like, take my strong hand. It's that guy. Strong and hand. it's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's Shit's Creek. So S-C-H-I-T-T. Shit's. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just funny. And there's five seasons, four seasons, I think. I have literally got the last episode. 
to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't finish it. I don't this want it to your, be over. This is your fear of, of <sighs> to, to the end. I've got there. two <laughs> episodes of Mad Men left. I've got like one episode of How to Get Away with Murder left. I've got like one episode of Shit's Creek. I can't end shows. It makes me depressed. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I can't do it. But yeah, so that was a fun one. Again, nice, easy watch. So everyone in chat that recommended it, um, thank you, because I loved it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm watching Jane the Virgin, which is five seasons long. The episodes are 40 minutes long, and it's there's like 23 episodes per season. So there's like yeah. lots. Yeah. Um, I've watched the first season, and I'm, I love it. It's just so silly. I love it. I haven't finished Mad Men. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want it to be over. I can't say goodbye to Don Draper. <laughs> and it's funny, Jane the Virgin has a reference to Burpin in it as well. <laughs> it's great. Oh dear. oh dear. So yeah, I nice. uh, yeah cool. definitely recommend Jane the Virgin if you just want like, it's just so over the top and dramatic mm. and like mm. there's just all this crazy, like everyone's boning everyone and everyone's getting murdered and like there's just this, all this web of madness that's so interesting and just so comical. I love it. And it's... Um, it kind of plays on the the telenovela style of like dramatic over the top like narration mm. and all that kind of mm. stuff it's really cool i like it a lot yeah that's cool makes awesome. me want to learn awesome. spanish as well because it's such a beautiful language <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Dope. Awesome. awesome there are so some subtitles though as well if you don't want to watch things the subtitles the it, yeah. um yep. the abuela or the grandma only speaks in spanish so mm. there are subtitles for her fair enough Fair enough. How about you? Cool. Any other shows or movies? Or... Um, I haven't so watched any shows movies, recently. movies Yeah, no movies. But I have I have got through a couple of audiobooks. Oh, yeah, me um, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my pick, my pick of not really the week or the, or the period since I last spoke to you guys mm. on Pipe Up form, um, Ross Edgley's The Art of Resilience. Um, so this follows on the strain that, that Jeff has, has followed on for a few years now, and that's um, fitness type books uh not really fitness specific though this one's this one's a a lot about um the human spirit and about how how certain things can seem impossible but you know what the human body actually just just adapts um Mm -hmm. the human body the human mind everything there um so so to 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 give a really um really thirty thousand foot overview here um I actually read them in the wrong order so so he has he has two books um the, the the first of his book is called the the world's fittest book um and that was written first and this book was written second but when i started i actually started listening to the first book um since i finished this book just gone um and he starts off by saying hey i've just finished doing what i did for my second book and i'm recording the audiobook for my first book now so so it's like he's he's recorded the audiobooks in the in the order that i'm reading them okay makes sense yeah cool so so it's really cool. Um, Nate, no, it's not the guy that did the marathon pulling a car. It's actually the guy that that decided to swim around the whole of Great Britain. So it's, huge. That's a, it's a bloody big swim. I mean, a lot of people would go, oh, swimming the channel is, is you yeah. know, like at least kind of huge, huge effort. Um, he's done the equivalent. I think it's the equivalent of swimming the channel like 87 times. What? Which is, yeah. So, so he swam around the whole of Great Britain. Um, I didn't really know... I don't know much about Great Britain in terms of the geography. So mm. I found myself while I was listening to it, um, actually just Googling a few of the places it's speaking about because it's so, like it's so, there's so many things in nature that I've not ever seen and I'm really intrigued. And, and if I were to travel Europe, I definitely want to go visit a few of these places. Um, but it's about the, the type of training that goes into to doing that sort of thing. And and if I were to say to you, Grace, you know, mm-hmm. someone that's going to, going to do 12 hours of work 
every day for 157 days, mm. you're kind of thinking of like a marathoner, you know, like the, the stringy kind of kind of uh, a skinny yeah. muscle fiber type one kind of person. Um, if you were to Google a picture of what Ross Edgley looks like, he's actually about my height. Um, he weighs 20 kilograms more than what I do, and it's pure muscle. So he's he's holy crap. Like, yeah, yeah. So so he's carries so much muscle. Yeah, wow. Um, he's a he's a strong a strong lad. Um, and when he went to the sports science, so this is the sports scientists, these university graduate PhD people that have said to him, "You don't have a body for swimming. Mm -hmm. You you are too he's heavy. Like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like hold my beer, hold my beer. Check <laughs> this out. Um, because and and the reason why he undertook this is because now that I'm reading the first book, he went through he went through all these crazy things. Like he lived down in South America in Ecuador with people that you couldn't tell how old they were because they stopped counting after their 65th birthdays wow but but they're wrestling bulls and they're they're drinking themselves stupid every single night but they're up in the morning after three hours sleep wrestling bulls the next day oh. um, and you go hang on that's not conducive to a, a healthy lifestyle but you know what the human body adapts mm. and so that's what he's done and, and he's taken all of the things that he's learned from conventional science and he started actually not, not picking holes in them, but actually showing how science can be flawed and how certain things are taught to us. But you know what? When we try other things, they're correct as well. Um, so I've really started taking that into, into my daily life. Whenever I'm, I'm speaking with people or people come to me with fun facts or try and tell me I'm wrong about things or I think people are wrong about things, I kind of take that step back now and it's like, well do we know everything that we can know about something? Mm -hmm. um, because quite clearly there are people out there that are willing to show that, that some things can be done differently. Um, yeah. And you can actually blow people's minds by, by you know, being a, a, a bodybuilding looking guy and mm -hmm. swimming for 12 hours a day for 157 days in a so row. crazy. Which is crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so that, that I would definitely recommend that book, um, the, the Art of Resilience. Yeah. Um, it's reinvigorated my, my, um, mindset of of just getting through things getting shit done gritting your teeth stop complaining just get it done yeah um because yeah it, it's resets your, your frame of reference you realize totally. that there are some there are some things like swimming through a whirlpool <laughs> like an actual whirlpool in the in the north sea like that's that's crazy who would do that um <laughs> there's worse things like oh man my coffee tastes burn <laughs> get over it Jack. Wet. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, wah, wah, wah. yeah um yeah, so there's there's lots of lots of really good stuff to pull from that book. So, um, I like I said, I've started the second one, and I'm reading that one with gusto, or listening to that one with gusto, yeah. so I can touch back on that one afterwards. Cool. Um, but the first book is actually based on a lot of fitness training methodology, which I would really, really, really love to bring to the FFP fam mm -hmm. in terms of the next challenge, um, because there's cool. lots of lots of education I'm pulling from this one. Yeah. Um, which you which you won't actually pick up from PT schools because they don't teach this sort of stuff. So, mm. um, I'm I'm yeah I'm willing to share a bunch of this knowledge. Cool. Mm. Well, on the topic mm. of audiobooks, um, I've kind of just ever since we listened to Women Don't Know You Pretty, that was kind of my first dive into to audiobooks and consuming media in that way. Um, so I I've listened to a couple of books since then. Um, one was called Debutante by Miranda Tapsell and Nikhil Louie. And that was about, uh, I'm trying to like, let me get like a synopsis of it. What's a debutante? Debutante is when it's an old It's basically like of... a party for rich white women to like yeah, <laughs> hand off their daughters to be married. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's a really okay. old tradition. 
Um, the Debs Ball is a controversial colonial export, but can it also be empowering? Australia's most celebrated young playwright, Nakia Louie, and actress Miranda Tapso will put on their hats and gloves to find out. Um, so they're, they're of Aboriginal descent and they're talking about from the perspective of Aboriginal women, is it like something that's positive or is it like demeaning? And um, they talk about, you know, the stolen generation and um, if beauty, poise and politeness can be empowering um it's nine episodes it was pretty interesting yeah um i i don't know if there was like a definitive answer of like yes it's empowering or no it's like bullshit but it was interesting to hear their perspective yeah so it was like for aboriginal women it's something that they weren't you know not that long ago aboriginal people were not even considered human beings so like according to the laws not from not from my perspective (laughs) like from like white people law um which is fucking ridiculous Mm. and now you know they're being included in something that is primarily in the past been for rich white people um so for them it was you know they got to be seen in in environments where they normally would not even be classed as a human so in that way it was it was empowering for them to have their moment where you know they get to be beautiful they get to be presented in 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 such a way that they're empowered um but it was just interesting hearing their their you know they'd come from their mobs which is what their communities are called um and come to this really upmarket fancy place and then you know they'd go back to their mobs which is um a completely different dynamic yeah Yeah. so that was really interesting um and then i listened to it burns by mark (laughs) fennell and you've listened to that as well yeah yeah um i think i've got like 30 minutes left but i pretty much listened to the whole thing and that's about breeding the world's hottest chili so it's about the carolina reaper and pepper x and all these things and and there's so much drama in that world (laughs) that i just did not know about um and a lot of the people that are are part of that world you know there's there's controversies of whether or not the carolina reaper is actually the hottest pepper because they think that the guy you know paid off the lab that the test or they injected it with extract or yada yada like there's this whole drama and and all this shit about this pepper and um is interesting what interested what interested me about that is just how much of that world has actually um is linked to personal trauma yeah that's what i was Um, gonna say like yeah yeah a lot of the people that are breeding the chilies or are a part of you know doing chili challenges and things are previously either alcoholics or drug addicts always kind of chasing that next high and because really really hot chilies give you that like adrenaline response it's kind of the same like it's very addictive and you're always kind of chasing that next hottest thing to put your Mm. body into like the fight or flight of like fuck like we got to survive this really hot thing and um yeah it's interesting i completely get that that. i i've i've done a bunch of hot, hot, hot things. I was gonna say, I've done so many hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so yeah, the chilies. Um, yeah, they're 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 unlike other things. Like, and, and I I think I've mentioned this on stream before, but I used to have a nipple piercing. Um, similar thing, similar thing. Apparently, what what the piercer was telling me, um, just of all of the ones that she'd ever done on people, is that that endorphin rush. From the mm-hmm. nipple piercing same thing as as the endorphin rush from the hot chilies or, or the fight or flight mechanism yeah um, and it's yeah it's a bit of that that um living life right on the edge there uh the, the pain being pleasure kind of thing i think it's probably is- a similar thing as to why for me i really love playing horror games because they give me that adrenaline rush or playing a battle royale where my heart rate does get to you know 160 170 it's always chasing that 
adrenaline thing because in my past, like I used to water ski, I used to ride motorbikes, used to do like kind of not extreme, but you know, exciting things to get my heart racing and, and get that adrenaline mm. response. And um, I think that's a, as well why like, I really love doing heavy lifts and stuff because you do get that endorphin rush and you get that yeah. adrenaline feeling. Um, so before, we're before all just we chasing say too much that. more, <laughs> I'm just mentioning to Yogahana who came in right at the nipple piercing story. We're actually <laughs> talking about about hot chilies. Yeah. Um, Fuck, nipple yeah. piercing would hurt. Oh, it, yeah, that look, hurts it my soul. It, it, it's, yeah, it's I've a I've never done one. that. Oh, I had my lip pierced, like my librette and mm. two in my ears and that's it. I never got my nose or eyebrow or anything. But, okay. Oh, can't imagine They're nipple. apparently really hard to look after, the, the nose ones. Um, mm? Just keeping them clean really? and stuff. So, yeah. All yeah. the bugs. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's part of like the pierced life being being a pierced person. A lot of it is just the daily cleaning of the wounds, and yeah, it's a mm. blah, blah. yeah, it, beca- it becomes um, a lot of work. So yeah, that's why that's why I got rid of mine. Mm. But, so mm. there's another the next one that I'm probably going to listen to. I've already bought it um, on Audible. I'm going to be listening to Nut Jobs by Mark Fennell because I really liked him. He was really funny as an Aussie. They, both of those yeah. podcasts or audiobooks I listened to were Australian creators as well. Um, there's a whole new library cool. of like Australian yeah. made content, which is cool. Cause like for me, it's cool listening to stuff from people outside of Australia, but with people from Australia, like I know about the places that they're talking about. I understand yeah, yeah. the jargon. Like it just makes more sense to me. Whereas like listening to people talk about a place in the US, I'm like, I have no idea about geography. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> or like their politics. I don't understand as much. And yeah, it's just cool listening to local and just hearing an Aussie accent. Like you don't hear that a lot in media. Mm. So mm. it's cool. It's cool. That's awesome. Nice. Cool. So we'll hear about that one next time. Yeah. I've got some um, some horror games to talk about for yeah, my picks and then we can move on to the fitness stuff Sweet. if you like. Um, just yeah. wear of time. What time is your session? Because I'm not sure um, if we're going to have time to finish. We we'll probably won't have time to play the game. Um, mm. 5.30-ish. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, if we, if we quickly, if we don't dilly dally in the game we probably be okay we'll probably get there we'll probably yeah. get there yeah yeah cool. i do probably have to stop for a break in a second too um, yeah can you wait yeah, until we'll... the end yes <laughs> cool <Yes. laughs> awesome. so uh so picks of horror of, as i mentioned previously i played lots of horror games over october there are a few that i just wanted to mention that were definitely noteworthy and definitely worth playing um the first one was made of skur now that was a british folklore horror game super unsettling uh it was a so british folklore is about like witchcraft and witchy things isn't it yeah yeah this yeah. one was um about like sirens uh, i don't want to i don't want to spoil it too much because it's like really good mermaids it's, yeah so um yeah. this one was i don't know how much i can say without spoiling it <laughs> uh you are trying to find the sirens song so you're going throughout this big like hotel um finding which like, items I, I haven't and... played the game and i didn't actually watch you play yep. it but but from um myth- mythological standpoint from what i understand of mythology the siren song used to take over men's minds um, yes. and used to yep change them to their bidding okay, yeah cool. so they i think it's pretty early on in the game that you find this out um if you don't want to know anything about the game just block your ears <laughs> um, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. but basically the the characters in the game found a siren and they were on an expedition or whatever and they found a wounded siren so they like took it and and utilized it for their their evil plan i suppose of having it um sing 
toward I'm trying to really navigate this uh, <laughs> <laughs> like have incoming ships and stuff with their lighthouse or whatever and, and have the song bring the boats in so that they crash into the shore and then they can take all their supplies and they're like trying to be bad guys about it um, so that was kind of like an interesting hmm. perspective of, of an evil plan using a siren yeah, yeah. Um, so it's your task to to find the song and, and there's some other twists and turns but yeah it was it was really fun and I got the really bad ending um, which is just always the case. Always, in, always. But so did Jens. <laughs> Jens played it as well, one of my friends who streams. And um, yeah, she got the bad ending as well. So I think it's pretty common. Because uh, to get the good ending, you have to find like everything. And, and most of the time, like there's a mechanic in the game where you can hold your breath so that the, the creatures that have sacks on their heads, so they're blind, but they have really good hearing. So you have to like sit in the corner, like, <gasps> like hold your breath and your hand and they just walk past you. It's like, it's super spooky. So that was really fun. <laughs> I knocked it out in one stream. I think it was about six-ish hours long. Yep. yep um, nice. One that you and I have both played that's relatively still kind of new, Phasmophobia. Oh, so fun. Yeah, it's great. So that's fun. great. It's uh, So it's uh, up to four people versus AI ghosts, and um, it's your task to determine what ghost you're dealing with. You have a bunch of tasks. You have like a truck. It's like a surveillance truck. You can see your sanity. You can see the map. You can see cameras. Um, and your tasks and it's it's pretty fucking spooky because you you walk into a house and you know you don't know what kind of ghost you're going to be up against you know mm. it's going to be like super hostile or only respond to people who are alone or hunt in groups and yeah it's it's super fun i've had a really yep. fun yep. time playing that do you think it's more scary by yourself or with other people <gasps> so much worse on your own like i tried to play <laughs> it cool the first time i played it there's like a yep. tutorial that you have to go through on your own and I was trying to play it cool and stream, but deep down, I'm so glad I didn't have my heart rate monitor on because I was fucking scared. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not scary at all, Jams. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> so so we were we we were fortunate enough to play it with um with Hex Steph and mm -hmm. uh Reese. And, and Reese. Yeah. Um That which, was so yeah, fun. That was fun. That was fun with other people. But yeah, me doing the um doing the tutorial by myself. Even though it tells you that the tutorial, this ghost is not gonna aggro at you, <laughs> it's Still awful, scary. Still, Christopher Just Williams walk into the house and it's like <laughs> this white noise, anxiety-inducing sound. Yeah. This is like, oh yeah. fuck, here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. So that's been that's really it. fun. Um, the other, I've got four that I'm gonna mention as well. They are mm -hmm. all like single-player ones. Oh, actually, so Dark Picture Anthology. Um, they supermassive were the original creators of Until Dawn. And then they started releasing the Dark Pictures Anthology, which is a collection. There's going to be eight games. There's two right now. There's Man of Medan, which came out last year, and Little Hope, which came out on the 30th of October. Oh, it was so good. I'm so happy. It was so good. Like, oh, I can't stress enough how much of a roller coaster this game is and Jeff and I because you can play it solo or you can play it in co-op so it's like a butterfly effect game every decision that you make in the game affects the outcome it affects whether people live or people die there's quick time events where you know you're running away from an evil thing and if you fuck up a quick time event the person falls down and they get killed so it's like high tension high stress like you need to be watching and paying attention and um yeah, how we're gonna co-op work. Is that online? I don't know. I've not ever watched yep. it, and I'm actually really excited to see how it goes because yeah, you obviously yeah. like both see the same stuff. I don't know how it works with who's in control or whatever, but we're gonna do Man of Medan next time we do Pipe Up because yes. it's about four hours, and then next time after that we're gonna do we'll Little do Hope Co-op awesome, because awesome. I think it's gonna be like when you play those games solo, 
it's your fault if you fuck something up and get someone oh, killed. But when, I, when I'm letting down a grace, I know how disappointed you'll be. <laughs> if, I'm like, oh, if you get oh. my favorite person killed, I'm going to be pissed. If you fail a quick time event and get my favorite person killed, <laughs> I will be mad. <laughs> so mad. So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting. And just like seeing like in the moment if there's a decision where I'm watching you make a, make a choice or vice versa – Mm. it'll be interesting for you to be like, fuck, I would have said the other thing or whatever. Like just to see how much, how much our, our choices would differ. I think that'll be an yeah, interesting yeah. dynamic for sure. Only mm. Grace kills Grace's favorite person. <laughs> yeah. I can live with my own mistakes. I'll be mad if something happens. <laughs> yep, yep. So that was a really good one. Really awesome. like digestible, fun games. Um, things you could play, you know, with a group of friends on the couch and, and hand the controller around. Super fun. Mm. Um, Amnesia Rebirth, mentioned it earlier, it's the third one in the series. I didn't feel like it was overly scary, but again, my tolerance is completely fucked from just playing the worst games ever. <laughs> um, I think it was really good. It was. It took me two streams. I think it was about uh, nine to 12 hours, depending on how much you look around for secrets and stuff like that. Do you need to have played the original Amnesias to get into no. this one? Okay. Nah, like there may be like references and, and mechanical things that would make more sense if you'd play the others but i they i mean you know what games are like these days they generally yeah, just yeah. make it Accessible. user-friendly that you can just jump into anything without having prior knowledge yeah um so that was that was a really good one like it was such a beautiful game as well like it was made super well like ugh, it was it was really good worth the play multiple different endings too i got the secret ending without even realizing um definitely some trigger warning things with that one though there are like a couple things that's pretty intense and there's also like a, a pregnancy and, and babies and things that might be triggering for people mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so just wait, be wary with all these games like they're obviously horror games they're trying to scare you they're trying to make you feel terror and yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. obviously with all these games if you are sensitive just just maybe read the synopsis and, and see if there's any trigger warnings that are specific to you before you jump into them because some of them are pretty deep mm-hmm. um, speaking of which Infliction Probably probably the one that had me on edge the most that I played in October. It's really funny because it came across really cheesy from the start. If you guys were here watching it, um, there was a scene where you turn on the TV and it's public access TV and there's this guy putting on a really bad Italian accent doing this cringy cooking show. And I was like, what is this game? Like, what Can is- you do the accent? <laughs> What was his name? It's like cooking with the muckle. It was like so, it was so bad. And I was like, what is this? And then the game just fucking turned it up to a hundred and got really like, it, it was focused around um, a family and you're in a house. So it was very, I think the reason why amnesia rebirth didn't like, didn't get me to my core was because it was kind of otherworldly and it was kind of supernatural and it didn't seem super realistic. So I was kind of, I had that disconnect of like, it's just a game. Whereas with Infliction, you know, it's touching on a family in a house that's, you know, like just a house. And there's a woman who lost a child and she's struggling with addiction and the husband's an alcoholic. And and there's this whole Mm. like family deteriorating dynamic, which I haven't struggled with those things, but I have had like a really broken family and, and, like messy divorce and things like that so for me like a lot of real world stuff that I could relate to it kind of gets a little supernatural a bit but it's definitely more realistic that I was like as is unsettling yep this makes me feel things so which is not super common with the games that I've played like they're they're either super far-fetched and not 
relatable or yeah they they kind of hit you um i think because i had no expectations as well it was just like a 12 dollar game on steam that i was like this looks kind of spooky i think the fact that it did ramp up and get so terrifying i was like i wasn't expecting this holy shit Hmm. like that got me um so that's a good one and then the last one is the cursed forest and that was uh, a little, a little more supernatural. The jump scares started to get a little bit predictive, predictable um, towards the end after you started getting used to the enemy. Like it fucking got me a good couple times at the start, um, but then I started kind of understanding how you know the music ramps up and you're like, yeah, the jump scare coming, um, things like that. But all in all, I really liked it. I think it's quite a a little hidden gem in the horror mm. field, mm. which is cool and um, yeah, worth a play. So all of those. If you're into horror content, definitely worth a play. Awesome. And um, glad I played them. There was a couple yeah, that cool. were, you know, a bit whatever, but that's mm. fine. Pretty much all, all a hit. So, so if we wanted to move on to the fitness section. Fitness. Of, uh, of pop up. Fitness. A um, couple of things to touch on. Um, I mean, I didn't know how much you had to, to talk about on the fitness line of things. Not heaps. Um, not heaps. I mean, the, you, you did mention earlier on the the FFP eight week challenge currently, yeah. um, we're about to hit the halfway point, and you're feeling really good. And I'm I'm super happy that um that that uh, people like Hailstar are also mm-hmm. feeling really really good, and people that are on it, um even like GTA as well, mentioned to me that he's really enjoying the the Discord sessions that we're adding into this challenges time. Yeah. Um, which which um again like because I just read, oh, I just listened to that audio book that I just listened to. There's a lot of things that I think for the next challenge I'd like to try, um, mm-hmm. and I've been working with a few people at my at my IT job building programs for them, and they've been I've 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 said this to it to a lot of people where I'm not ever gonna be offended when people want to work with a different trainer outside of myself, mm-hmm. um, and that's what's happened. There's a few people that have worked with other trainers, and they're coming back to me for a little bit of advice on what they've been given from another trainer, and um, it's it's. It's one of those things where I look at what other people do and say, number one, I don't, I don't want to criticize what they're doing, but I also want to try and learn from what other people are doing too. And just knowing that that, that there are different ways to, to skin a cat, for, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Yeah. So so that's been really, really cool doing that Note as well. Yourself, don't let Jeff near the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Skinning them multiple ways. <laughs> See my vest. <laughs> so the eight week and, and yeah, that's that's I suppose that was part of the ups that I can mention for for this uh, pipe up as well. You change your overlay. Challenge. Oh, I need to change my overlay. <laughs> okay. Bop, bop, bop. There we go. Fitness. Um. So it's yeah, it's been really really cool, and I'm hoping that it's it's proving as as valuable to to the people that are on it that, that the last challenges have been, and that's why we're continuing. What are we up to season five now of the FFP yeah, challenges? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's, it's been a great ride and, and it's still going, still continuing to, to, to move on as well. Yeah. Um, I really like the discord portions yeah, as yeah. well. Like it's, it's cool being able to, cause for me, like obviously being on stream all the time, I really like, I like coming on the fitness stream from time to time, but not every day. Like I, mm-hmm. I promise you for doing it, but, um, yeah, I, I do like having that disconnect and that more of like a private session feel with people and, and seeing people like GTA, like really honing in on his form and, and getting help strong. Like it's, it's so cool mm. to watch behind the mm. scenes. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's awesome. Cool. Sweet. Did um, you want to talk about the thing that you might be signing up for? The thing that I might be signing up for, which one's that one? What's, what's your education? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing to note. Um, yeah. So I have been in talks with a, uh, with a couple of, well, obviously 
me being me, I tend to research a lot of things before I jump into it. And I've spent a lot of time researching different types of nutritional educational streams um, where that's one thing that I've made pretty clear as part of uh, me being in the fitness world and being a fitness professional is that I'm qualified in certain things. Um, I know a lot about a lot of things, but a lot of the things I won't <laughs> Big actually- Big over here. Oh, I know a lot there. about everything. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean to say is that I know, I know I, I, I've, I've researched lots of things and I've gathered lots of knowledge, but I won't teach anything or I won't push that knowledge onto people because I know number one, it's not ethical of me to do that. Um, mm -hmm. But number two, I also want to make sure that I'm qualified. I've, I, I have insurance in certain areas um, before I start to push that out onto, onto other Integrity people. again. Look at all this integrity. integrity. My goodness. You mean you're not um, just going to sell people blue light glasses and things that oh, actually have no science behind them? I'll tell you to go on a keto because I know that works. Ah. <laughs> so what what um, what I've done is spent probably the last week and a half um, emailing and speaking to different uh, different organizations. And I think I've settled upon one of, uh, one of many nutritional uh, it, it's basically a diploma in nutrition. So, so what does that allow you to do? So what that will allow me to do is non-clinical nutrition planning, which means I can develop meal plans uh, for people that are on my programs for certain goals, certain things like weight loss, weight gain. Um, if someone has a diagnosed nutritional abnormality, then I'm allowed to work around that. Um, but what I, what I won't be able to do, and this is the, the realm of university trained dietitians, um, I'm not going to be diagnosing people with any sort of nutritional disorder. So things like celiac disease or um, whether or not they should go on to keto because of diabetics or epilepsy, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So so that's obviously, um, I could get qualified in that if I decided to do some postgraduate study, which would be, you know, five, six years worth of study. And mm -hmm. again, multiple tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, um, it's, it's quite affordable and I should be able to become a, a fully fledged nutritionist uh in around seven to 12 months so yeah wow yeah so so that that's i think that's one i'm going to pull the trigger on um because yeah. i think like going the the full mile and, and being able to diagnose those things i think it's i think it's good being like a one-stop shop i suppose but also i don't think it's a bad idea to have that that kind of space between it to be able to be like hey I think you should go talk to this professional and getting multiple opinions because then it allows people to yeah. go and be like cool this person told me that you know I'm lactose intolerant or I'm intolerant to these types of things or I have celiac or I'm diabetic or whatever and mm -hmm. then they can come to you with that rather than you having to be everything because I feel like that's a lot yeah. and I think it's it's good for people to have multi like multiple professionals in their lives helping them be like an optimal human absolutely absolutely and so what I've actually found is that um in in one of the books, because I, I tend to have a few things on the go, and one of the books that I'm reading, um, I've mentioned it on the stream before, is um, it's about it's called the game changing, or it, it's something about changing, um, but it's in terms of the fitness industry, mm. and what they found is that the most effective people in the fitness industry, um, they're not specialists. Um, what what people tend to do is they go, okay, I want to learn about this, and then they narrow their field of knowledge down to specialize in a certain thing. Whereas what people need right now, because if you could imagine, Grace, like if you wanted to have a dietitian following you around, a PT following you around, mm. a chiropractor, a physio, um, mm. a neurologist, a dermatologist, all these people sort of following you around just to keep you healthy, mm -hmm. that would be so bloody expensive. Oh, that yeah. would be super expensive. And Whereas, just be like perpetually at 
appointments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> appointments and you'd be just throwing money at all these specialists. Mm. But, 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 if you can imagine, the, you said it, the one-stop shop fitness person where, okay, I specialize in physical training and that's what you're here to do. You're here to physically train with me. But you know what? In between our, our sets, while you're resting there, we can talk about things like your nutrition. We can talk about, okay, I've, I, when I, when I, when I move this way, my muscle hurts in this way. And and if I know a certain amount about certain things that I can either, number one, correct things, or mm. number two, send people off to, as a referral to a specialist, yeah. um, that one-stop shop is what most people need because they can't afford to have three people following them around. Yeah, so, totally. So that's, that's my aim is that the two biggest things in, in becoming a fitter person physically, yep. physical training and nutrition. So, so yeah, that's definitely. To, it's it's the most logical next step mm. into to expanding your, like, not only just expanding your knowledge, but expanding the qualifications that you're allowed to, like, give people actually, yep. rather yep. than just being, like, a guy on the internet that's like, hey, this worked for me, here you go. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Which a lot of people are, hey, you're fit. Tell me how to be fit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, you're so, no, skinny. How do I be skinny? What should I eat? How do I be skinny? Yeah, yeah. How many pizzas should I have? not have a week? <laughs> I saw you doing pull-ups on Instagram. You, you tell me how to do things. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that one's a good one. That one's a cool one. Um, it's exciting. The other, yeah, yeah, very exciting. And so hopefully as part of like the, um, the fitness challenges coming up, I'll, I'll be able to um, uh, do a bit more of the... Uh, nutrition side of things mm -hmm. which i had in the past uh partnered up with people like evolution nutrition as part of the the program that i was using um but it's always it's always tough because that's a bit regional too um that yeah, one was very a lot of this american stuff like us based yeah yeah, yeah we, so it was in ounces and things and then you, you buy things differently and then yeah and, and again it's not really tailored to the certain person it's just a it's an overall shotgun blast to cover yeah. a lot of things so yeah so that's cool um uh, yeah so i mean that was that was one of the, the things on the fitness thing that i wanted to talk about the other thing which is becoming less and less relevant now that covid restrictions are lifting um was the fact that a lot of races have been cancelled yeah um, but in their place what we're finding are a lot of um virtual races mm -hmm. so first time in in what 48 years that the city to bay has been cancelled so crazy um yeah, i'm surprised because yeah. i mean we've been at zero cases for weeks and it's outdoors but I guess it's more yeah. of a festival part of the end where everyone's kind of crammed in. So. Correct. And I was thinking about this, the the way that that festival stays running and the way it makes its money is actually from the stalls at the end. Yeah. Um, they, they cost a lot of money. So um, that, that's how they're staying afloat. Um, so that was cancelled with virtual races done in this place. Yeah. Um, which, which is is cool because I've done virtual races with things like Zombies Run in the past. Um, but I, I kind of had the idea, which I did raise on, a, on an FFP there, which I've kind of floated with you a bit, but like something like an FFP virtual race. Yeah. How how, how might that fit in? And, and I'm thinking that might be the next FFP challenge that we do is where we work towards a race. So they'd be um, like training for that. Yeah. And yeah. So it would be the end goal, like the actual event. Yeah, and and I would I would probably do it a bit more like a scavenger hunt. So it would be okay. You're gonna you're gonna take your phone. You're gonna do because um, there are a lot of free apps out there that do your GPS tracking. Mm -hmm. um, but you wouldn't have to show your map, obviously, for privacy reasons. Just show that you've run five kilometers. Yeah. Um, but over the five kilometers, you've got this this checklist of things to do. So okay, you have to take a video of yourself doing thirty burpees, and then a, a checkpoint of you doing a twenty second dead hang, and and things like that. Um, and just have a whole checklist of things that you have to do and submit it at the end or you can make a montage or something like okay. that. So 
So that was was on my list of, of ideas there, which which I didn't know what people would think of that. I suppose it would come down to how well I how well I execute the yeah the idea there. Yeah, it'd be tough. It's always hard to get people involved in stuff like yeah, especially like different stuff. I think it it, it may even be something that I just have to do myself and show people how mm. easy and how fun it is, and then shout out to people yeah, like to, we to do one, next one or something, yep. and then yep show it and use it as like a promo or whatever yep yep yeah it's it's so hard because like there's nothing like an actual race like you know having monkey bars and mud and barbed wire and mm. all these things like what makes it exciting and, and the fact that you're out against the elements is like what makes it what gives you that sense of achievement at the end but obviously in, in the day and age that we're in at the moment it's not really possible so we have to try mm. and come up with a, a virtual way to do it which i mean it could be interesting if it doesn't work it doesn't work if it does cool like yep. may as well yep. give it a try miss the 100 percent of the shots you don't oh, that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right um so that, that were the main things that i wanted to touch on mm-hmm. um uh i mean there was the the laszlo's hierarchy of needs which mm-hmm. which came up from a question of, of um nachos earlier on so nacho yeah. asked um if you were to look at something like building a house and and what would you look at first like what what sections would you actually prioritize over other things um and laszlo's hierarchy of needs it's um uh, i'm gonna have to google it just to make sure i didn't get it wrong bedroom um, probably you know spend spend most yeah, of your time yeah. <laughs> sleeping that's right so so the, the blackout curtains <laughs> so the, the first part that you actually need as part of the um the, the hierarchy of needs oh stop this it's a oh where's the picture um the bottom is things like air food water shelter sleep mm-hmm. clothing like um, things you cannot live without you can't live without at all so mm-hmm. that's the bottom of it um above that you've got the safety needs so things like personal security employment resources health property mm-hmm. so you'd look at you'd look at the the kitchen and the bedroom first you'd, you'd prioritize those over other things um the safety needs would be okay i'm gonna have a yard and a fence mm-hmm. um after that love and belonging is the third on the on the, the hierarchy so friendship intimacy family sense of connection so that's when you look at kind of entertaining areas or um you know second bedrooms extra mm. space that sort of thing um is it laszlo's it's maslow's it's maslow's sorry oh. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um uh esteem esteem um oh okay so what we're saying is that no modern psychologist actually accepts it or believes it but it is fun to discuss so say so just, okay. just taking all this with a grain of salt chat yeah like most um, things with most things esteem so you got Respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom come after that. And then right at the top, right at the top, um, which is a small part of the pyramid, is the the desire to become uh, most that one can be, so self-actualization. Um, so it's it's kind of saying things like, um, if you wanna if you wanna go out and train to be the best bodybuilder in the world, you first have to make sure that you've actually got air, food, and water. You just get closer to the mic. You require. Ah, okay. So away. <laughs> to, to, to make sure, like, if you want to chase dreams of self-actualization, you got to make sure that you've got, like, the, the ability to live and breathe first. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's the, the rough gist of it. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting, Will, to say that, that most modern psychologists don't accept it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure how, how old this is. Um, I've just heard it used like pretty recently. the food recently. pyramid. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Mm. Interesting. So that's, yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, I kind of just wanted to round out the fitness piece as well. I did find this link, um, uh, when was it? A couple of weeks ago. 
Um, it was born out of armchair psychology. Yeah, well, most most fun <laughs> discussion points are, aren't they, Will? Yeah. <laughs> so, which is cool. Um, so, I've got a few questions for you, Grace. Um, okay. Just just as just as a little bit of a fun exercise, a little bit of a fun exercise. Okay. So, um, if I were to ask you, Grace, out of you and your siblings, mm-hmm. are you the oldest or the the youngest? Youngest. You're the youngest one. Okay. Okay. Did you ever take music lessons? Yeah. When you were young, you did. Okay. Uh, do you smoke currently? Nope. Nope. Okay. Are you thin? Or On I suppose, what are spectrum? You not, not, not obese, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Right-handed. Okay. Have you used recreational drugs? Once. Once. Okay. Unless alcohol you- counts. Um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think it's illegal drugs. Is okay. The, uh, Once. Yep. Yep. Uh, do you have a cat? Yes. Two. You have, <laughs> so you have two cats. Um, and are you tall? I guess I'm above average. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, cool. Okay. So. What am I? Um, Tell me. <laughs> what are you? Sorry, sorry. So what does that these, mean? Uh, these are examples of, um, and we'll, I'm glad Will's here for this one. These are examples of funny correlations um, that have been linked to if you're smarter than average. Huh. So, so apparently the, the oldest child tends to be more smarter than the youngest <laughs> child. <in> my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you took music lessons, you, you tend to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't smoke, you're smarter. That, I think it goes Generally, without saying. Yeah. Generally, yeah. <laughs> um, if you're thin, you tend to be smarter. Mm-hmm. If you're left-handed as well. So, so divergent thinking is one of these traits. Saying my of, brother's of, much smarter than me because he's left-handed oh no. and tall oh and no. <laughs> his board first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, if you've used recreational drugs, apparently you... you no, now this is a past tense. Uh-huh. If you have in the have past used. used them and you no longer do, that's a, then you tend to be in the smarter category. I mean, if you, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. If you have cats, you tend to be smarter. Yeah, suck at dog ha. people. Ha. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love dogs also, too. Yeah, it's so so. Um, the, the the study actually found that dog people were more outgoing, but mm. cat people were more intelligent. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, so we're then, letting plot like letting animals <laughs> that plot world domination into our homes. <laughs> so <laughs> smart. <laughs> um, and apparently uh, height also correlates to intelligence too. So, so taller people. So you're an idiot, Jeff. I'm an idiot. (laughs) That's so random. It's a funny one. It's a funny one. So this is actually, it's correlation. So, so none of this is is one, one causes the other, Um, but they found that there are some (laughs) some statistical significant, or statistically significant numbers there. Yeah. Yeah. Poor pleb. Everything in these questions doesn't work in his favor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. That's so sad. That's yeah, so, so th- yeah, so random. Yeah, yeah. And and so this is, again, it just goes to show that, I mean, of everyone in chat here, I can pick exceptions to all of those rules. Yeah, um, so, absolutely. So you gotta, you gotta make sure you know how you're reading science and how you're interpreting data. Yeah. I want to, actually, I was, I've kind of always wanted to, I've never done an IQ test. I kind of want to try it just because I'm curious, but then I don't yeah. know if I'd want to like tell people if I got a bad score. <laughs> To be honest, I don't know if you'd have the time to do one. They're, they're quite long. Are they? Yeah, yeah. So I did one. It took about five and a half hours. Jeez. Five hours-ish. Um, Hi, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I just don't know if I could be bothered. And is there like condensed versions that are accurate or not? Nah, you got to do the full. 
I don't think they're accurate. No, mm. um, they're they're like those ones you find on pop sugar and, and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I, I don't know if they're super accurate. Um, yeah, okay. They, 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 I mean, it's it it measures not not necessarily academia smartness. Um, it yeah, and and yeah. Real, said it depends on what sort of intelligence because there's there's things called eq as well the the emotional intelligence um mm -hmm. and the way that you read emotions and the way that you can actually um think abstractly as well yep. so so if you can think outside of the box there, there's a lot of that sort of stuff so yeah there, there's different types of intelligence um and like you said you'd, you'd be interested in in sitting an iq test i think it's yeah. more about you'd be interested to see how well you can solve certain puzzles and what yeah because sort of i love puzzle games like I, cause you know, there's people that are like on paper, they're really smart, but they have no like street smarts. It's like there's lots of different types <laughs> I of work in IT. I work in IT and, <laughs> yeah. and, and so I'll, I'll often go to, um, you know, the, the places that I have to do the most work are the ones where they have a whole bunch of degrees up on the wall. Mm. Um, cause they just don't know what don't they're doing. Don't click on Pornhub <laughs> ads, please. <laughs> it's going yeah, to give yeah. you malware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they, they've got the most hubris as well. I'm sorry if I'm doing a generalization at the moment, but like they're normally the rudest people are the ones that have the most academia smartness. Um, but mm. they just think themselves above other There's things. There's definitely like an elitism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there'll be an elitist with, everywhere yeah. with anything, but but yeah, I've, I've just found a correlation between that. Hey, I'm back. Anyone know how to get rid of malware? <laughs> 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 That's great. That was interesting. It would be cool to do like maybe in future episodes, like not an IQ test, but some kind of like quiz up against each other, or even though I'm going to get wrecked by you because you know everything, but something where like it could be a fun experiment where we do like some kind of test or quiz or puzzle against one another or something could be cool. For I'd like a, I'd a like to see episode. that just so you can prove yourself wrong there. I, I think you'd be able to smash a lot of different things that I couldn't. I mean, it depends on those topics. Like if it was like a what's the show like uh, or like a, is it Jeopardy or something where there's like different topics. So like you'd obviously destroy the science one, but I might do better with like the arts or games or pop culture or whatever like. And look, I do have in my in my cabinet in the kitchen, I do have a um, stubby holder that says EB's brainiest manager. So <laughs> congrats. So, yeah. What yeah, an achievement. I want that one. <laughs> 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 well job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Nice. Oh, did you want to talk about November also at the end? We should yeah, yeah, if yeah. we're we, gonna we, finish this game in time, we need to uh, get started. We, we need to get started. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I think I just number one, I just wanna I'm gonna thank everyone. I wanna thank everyone that's that's actually contributed to this because did, did I did not think that within the first week, it's not even been a week into into November, um, and I've I've doubled my original goal of a thousand uh, Australian dollars. We've hit two thousand dollars for the team. So that means that I will be doing another physical challenge for, for everyone. Um, but yeah, Movember itself, uh, uh, speaking about fitness and health, we're talking about men's health issues. Now, this is not to, to deviate from any other gender's health issues. Um, this one was de designed because stereotypically men don't like to talk about things. Men don't like to go to the doctors. Men don't like to follow up on health health issues. So it's it's really, really important to, to support causes that actually help men through testicular cancer, prostate cancer, depression, um, suicide prevention, mental health issues, those sorts of things. So mm -hmm. it's it's something I definitely believe strongly in for the past 15 years. Um, and I've been raising money since then. And I've been able to build, obviously, a really, really cool team of people that, that um, also grow silly moustaches 
Um, so if you're listening on the podcast, um, you won't have seen my my funny looking face right now. But uh, <laughs> on video, I've got I've got a bit of a moustache started. It's six days old, so it's still it's still quite small. Baby mo. Um, Baby mo, um, but I have been following one of the rules, which is uh, uh, to have started with a clean-shaven face. Um, the other rule is that you do need to cultivate it, so you see that my chin is shaved further than my my upper lip. Um, I think on this week, this weekend coming up, I'm going to I'm going to shape it into the final form that it's going to be, which is a uh, which is a uh, pencil pencil moustache. So we'll give that a crack. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think the links have been um, in both of our in both of our chats there. Yeah. Um, which is just mobro.co forward slash ffp Jeff. Um, but you don't have goal, to donate. Up your target. I do have to up my target, don't mm, I? Okay. I'll log in after and, and do that. <laughs> um, the the re, the stretch goal for this one was five thousand dollars for the team. Um, I will shave my head, or Grace will shave my head for me. Yes, please um, let me do it. <sighs> Go chat. chat. Do your do your best. I'll chuck in <laughs> <We've>, some more. <laughs> look, we've still got twenty five days in the month, so yep. that's that's. Yeah, we we're thinking about doing some ahead. like maybe a thing where maybe like halfway through or something when you've got like a good amount. Um, mm. I was thinking of doing coming and doing something on FFP where I like paint a moustache on myself as well, and we That'd do like cool. something yeah. like a cool yeah. workout or something like that. I don't know, November just workout. to raise some more awareness for it because it is a really good cause, and I think a lot of people. They know Movember's a thing, like people growing moustaches, but they don't really know anything Why? beyond that. Like yeah. they don't know there's yeah. like charity involved or, or what it's raising awareness for. So yep. I think it's uh, it's a really neat thing to to be doing and having done it for 15 years, that's dope. I want to like help with my my influence to help you and help the charity. So that'd be I fun. I appreciate that. That's yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's um that's Movember and you, you won't. This isn't the last you hear of that. I'll be talking about it all month. And that's the yeah. whole point. We, we want to start conversations. I, I don't mind looking funny for a month um, because we can talk about why I look funny and that starts mm -hmm. that conversation. That's the whole point. So yeah. um, look, the rest of the year, I have as much time for me to grow a beard back as I as I want. But this <laughs> is for, this one's for, for all the blokes out there that are, that are suffering, so. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Well, I think that's a, that's a good place to wrap it up. It's been a good chat too. Two hours, 27. Yeah. Already? Yeah, it's a good, good time. Me. It's a good time. It's it was good, I think, um, um, us cool doing to be back. Less, yeah, it's it's great to be back. Yeah. Um, being a little less frequent means that we do have a chance to consume some some content that we can talk about as well. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah which, like which trying to trying to have like a show or a movie or an audiobook in one week was like, I already don't have a lot yeah. of time, and I didn't yeah. want FF, FFP. I didn't want to come. I didn't want pipe up to become like a chore or something where I'm like, oh fuck, yep. I didn't yep. like it. Normally, for people that do podcasts, like obviously a big generalization but um like podcasts from people that i watch they have a whole crew doing all the research and creating a document where they can just read it and have the clips and have all the links and, and references and things where they can just present it whereas like obviously we're doing this ourselves so we do need to find some time in our already busy schedules to like research mm -hmm. and and to, like find tech things to talk about talk about fitness things like it's it's a lot of work so we kind of just want to do it whenever it suits rather than mm -hmm. stressing about we have to do it every friday every week otherwise it's going to be like going to be off topic and like yeah, I think it's better to just yeah, do it yeah. if like something big comes up and we want to do an episode focused around that, like a specific book or a film or whatever. Then I think that's, yep. Yep. it gives us a bit more freedom with it. And I think it will make it just a lot more digestible and, and fun for us as well. Yeah. James has just asked if we do it fortnightly, but I think um, if we were to try and stick to a hard schedule like that, it does become difficult because it, it would feel like a chore if, especially like what you've got, Grace, you've got some opportunities coming up, which may or may not fall onto the days that we planned. 
Um, and even me, I'm gonna if I'm thinking about adding a, a some tertiary Study. studies. Yeah. In a, a, there's got to be some time there. So, um, yeah, whenever it suits. But I think it's also you know what if if something crazy happens in in social media as well, it, it might be worth us popping on just to have a chat about it. Mm. Um, so I think we we be agile and we play it by year. And, yeah. And that that works well. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So awesome. on that note, awesome. everyone, thank you so much for joining us live. If you are watching live around we're going to switch over and we're going to play we were here together if you're watching on youtube or you're listening on the many platforms the piper is available hope you enjoyed would you like to add anything jeff no no i just want to thank everyone that's come along for the journey and that have asked me when the next pipe up is because that yeah. means that there are people that want to hear us yeah we appreciate you guys giving us like a platform where we can just like chat and not have to interact with chat like super intensely because I do that every day and it's nice to just be able to have a chat and put our thoughts out there and have you all listen and enjoy and and maybe spark some conversation either offline or in the discord or whatever so absolutely yeah. we appreciate you guys okay. stick around if you're live and uh everybody else thank you so much for watching we'll see you on the next one goodbye Bye.